Good evening. My name is Richard. This is over and over and over again. And this is the Arsenal Review, where we are going to look back on last night's important victory at Nottingham Forest. A uh, bit of a strange game, wasn't it, in some ways? But we're going to look at that. We're going to, of course, tonight's the end of the transfer window. It's been a very quiet transfer window, not just for Arsenal, but elsewhere. We're going to have a little chat about that. And, of course, we're also going to look ahead to what is a massive, massive game coming up this weekend. Of course, Liverpool visit the Emirates. Premier League leaders, Liverpool. Real opportunity for us to put some uh, put ourselves right back in that race, really. You know, so massive, massive uh, weaknesses for Arsenal. It all starts here. So come and join us. It's going to be good. So this is the Arsenal Review. Now, don't worry, there are going to be some guests coming on as well. As we said, um, Lee and Neil will be with us very, very shortly. So um, we're going to be looking, I say, at last night's game, which, um, yeah, the most important thing at all is the victory, the, the three points. And, you know, no matter what, uh, it doesn't really matter, does it, if, if we win 4-0 or we, we scrape a 1-0 or in last night's case, we win 2-1 in a... It was a it was a bit of a strange game. I thought it was some good moments for Arsenal, some really good moments. There was also some poor moments, conceding a late goal and hanging on a bit at the end of a game we should have been comfortable in. Um, but ultimately, we got the job done, and that's the most important thing, isn't it? So let's have a little look back, shall we, at what was. Um, oh, hang on a minute, something's gone wrong here. What's gone wrong here? Hang on, I need to. Um, uh, oh, I see. I see what's gone wrong. I didn't put my thing in. Anyway, while we're waiting for that to load, um, we have got a very, very special person who is a big friend of the show and a very popular member of the team. And it is, of course, Neil. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> Don't know about special, but thank you. Of course, How are you you're doing? special. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, so yeah, we're just waiting for Lee. He seems to be having trouble okay. with his link for some reason. I'm ah. not quite sure what's going on, but he'll be here in a minute. Um, anyway, while we while we wait for Lee, um, you know, we might as well start really with what happened last night um, in uh, in Nottingham, which was a good victory. <laughs> No, I was just saying there, I actually thought it was um, a strange game, actually, in some ways. Um, it seemed to be the first half was literally, I've never said, I don't know if you've ever seen this before. I saw at half time, we had 81% possession and we hadn't even had a shot on target. I mean, I thought that was incredible, actually. I've never known that before. Um, and I think we'd only had about three shots off target or something. It wasn't like we'd created lots and lots of opportunities with all that possession that we had. And it seemed to be, it was to me, that first half was. One of the big frustrations that I've had with Mikel Arteta in his style of football is that the most important thing is possession. Backwards, sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards, sideways. We must have done a million backwards and sideways passes in that first half. Very little penetration. Very few opportunities to, to score a goal. In fact, hardly any at all. And at half-time, I was thinking, this has got one little forest written all over it because of, it was that sort of game, wasn't it? I mean, that first half was incredible, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I, I I think I'm going to agree, slightly disagree with you on on that part of it, but on the whole, yes, you're right. I I think we set a record for the first time since the stats. The number we had we had eighty odd, eighty plus uh, passes in the in their box, 
which is for mm. our team, uh, a record. For, I mean, I think that was for the whole game. And in the first half, I think we had 200, late 200s compared to in, in their half, as opposed yes. to eight in ours. Eight, they had eight in the whole first half. Unbelievable. Yeah. So in terms of domination, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't do much more than that, really, uh, in nullifying a team. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But like you said, it's that final ball. It's that final crucial pass. It doesn't lack the bite. Um, you know, you'd think that when a team is in so much control, the game would be wrapped up. If you, I know when we're on this channel, especially, I suppose we're from that era, but we talk about when our heyday with Wenger and we'd be 4-0 up by then. The game would be over. And then in the second half, they would literally drop down to first or second gear and it wouldn't matter because the game was done. I think that's the difference. We are, although we're in control, it's not decisive control. It's almost yeah. as if, we, we, yeah, we, we, we've got the handle on the teams, but we're not doing enough in the in the final part of that movement. It's lacking. Either it's the mm. final ball or it's the actual shot on target or shot not on target in our case, uh, which mm. is lacking. And this is why I think a lot of fans were crying out for an out-and-out -out striker. They needed something different. Um, but having said that, I have to say that that has been the familiarity of our season where this is what we've been doing. Defensively, yes, no one can disagree. We've been a lot better. We've been more controlled. We let in so many goals last season, even though we had a, a, a run at the title. And this season, I think we've we've steadied the ship a little bit uh, in that respect. But but that's come at a, as a cost, at a cost in terms of our attacking prowess. And, and I think that's why, um, you know, a lot of fans were saying that, you know, let's get something different up there where... You know, the defenders will have not just Saka and Martinelli and Odegaard to, to contend with, but also an, an unknown factor and then a striker, which is an out and out striker, which I still think we need, to be honest. Um, but again, so let me just play devil's advocate a little bit from different to what you said. I know you said there was not much going forward, but I think I did see a little bit of enterprise from Emil Smith Rowe, which I'm so happy for because I love the mm. kid. Um, yeah. I, I know you don't like Zinchenko as a defender, and I don't either. I think he's a rubbish defender. However, he did do a couple of things which gave us some chance. I mean, there was that shot that um, uh, a couple of chances that Jesus had, which came to nothing. I think even Smith get correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but in, wasn't it in the first half where he had a bit of a run and then he had a shot and it just went wide? It was a little bit off target. So I think mm. we were we were doing a little bit more. At least at least there was something happening. But I agree with you, it's not enough. And that is a worry. And funny enough, I thought the same thing. I was sitting there watching it with mum and I said, you know what, they're going to win 1-0. They're going to have one counter. Look like that, didn't and, and, why, and why is it, Rich, that we struggle so hard to break a lower block? block, block. We, we really struggle to break that low block. Um, and yet when, and, and as good as our defence has been, when, when, the, when an opposition team is on attack, it feels like we're really frail. And there's loads of space oh, and there's yeah. loads of room. I mean, they had that one chance, didn't they? And they think they skied it over or something. One, I can't remember the, yeah. the chap's name. But he had that one chance and I thought, there you go. If that had gone in, then we'd be chasing the game. And if we can't even score one goal, how are we going to score two to get the three points? So, yes, yeah. that way I completely agree. I think we had a, we'd create a teeny bit more than we normally do. I think Odegaard was a little bit better. I mean... But the second half changed. It all changed. Well, thank God it needed to. But yeah, yeah. that's how I saw it.
No, it did, yeah. I mean, the second half was a lot better as a spectacle anyway, as a, as a match. It opened up more, didn't it? Forrest came out, you know, they brought on our one-year half-time. They looked a little bit more threatening. And then it created a few more spaces for us. And we took advantage that in the end with the two goals that, that we needed to score. Because, you know, we have looked more solid defensively. Well, our record, our record defensively has been better. Whether we've looked more solid defensively is maybe... Uh, debatable sometimes because even last night from a position of complete control we still managed to concede a goal and we were almost hanging on a bit in the last few minutes of stoppage time wasn't yeah. we where yeah. we shouldn't have been you know we should have wrapped that game up it should have been comfortable and we shouldn't have had any stresses at all and you know one little moment at the back you know actually I thought that um, William Saliba struggled a little bit last night at times not his usual self. And I thought a one year caused him, you know, he's a physical guy. He caused him a few problems last night, didn't he? I thought, you know, and I was saying in, in the game, watching it last night, when a one year came on, I'm thinking, and in fact, I said it, that having a physical striker up front brings you something different. Boris looked a different team in the second half. They were winning free kicks because he was using his power and his strength against Saliba quite often to win free kicks in dangerous areas and you know obviously they were putting balls in the box he's a big lad he can win headers and I thought that you know I'm not saying we should sign um Tiago Iwanyu but a striker like that brings you something different into your team and it can change the focus of your attack and I, I felt in that first half not in the forest knew what we were going to do they defended in the plan that they'd set out to play against us, and it worked to perfection. It did work. They wasn't. I don't think when they they went in at halftime. I guarantee their manager wasn't particularly bothered about the number of passes that we'd had, how much possession we'd had. He wouldn't have been bothered at all because they, they were fairly comfortable at nil nil for all that, wasn't they? Really, there wasn't their goalie. I don't Matt Turner. He didn't have a shot to save in that first half. So they, they would have been delighted at halftime with with their game plan. And that's my worry: is teams know how to play against us. They know what we're going to do. They know what they can do to counteract it. And occasionally um, it, it works because we've seen teams take points of us that shouldn't have done for that same reason. But last night, in the end, we got a bit fortunate. The first goal, it was quite lucky, wasn't it? it I thought that was, it, it was not going in. I don't think that was going in from Jesus. He, I think he was trying to put it across the goal. Obviously, it hit Matt Turner and goes in and it looks like a, a good goal. But it kind of came from nothing, really. And... That was so important, wasn't it? Because it was getting to that point, wasn't it? 65 minutes. It stays nil-nil. You get in towards the last 20 minutes of a game. Suddenly, it becomes much more difficult for us, doesn't it? And I think that goal was so... Even though it was lucky to a certain degree, it was so important, wasn't it? Because it was starting... I felt it was starting to maybe slip away from us a little bit at that point. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I don't have to do this, Rich, but I'm going to disagree with you again slightly. I've watched that goal so many times back. He's gone right through his legs. He didn't make it was a clear goal for me. Now, whether he meant it, that's a different different matter. But I don't, you know, we were talking yesterday and I was in the chat and I was thinking, I'm sure Jesus has scored that. And you were going, no, it's definitely touched Turner and it's gone in and it's going to be given as an own yeah, goal. And I good. thought, all right, fair enough. And I thought maybe because, you know, I only watched it once. So I, I wasn't sure. So I thought, okay, that's fair enough. But then I was I carried on looking at the reports after. So then finally I found some footage. And to me, it looked like you know, he'd gone right through his legs. I mean, anyway, that it, it is what it is. And um, But I think in terms of we needing a goal, however it came, even if it was an own goal, even if Raya ran up the pitch and scored it, we just needed to score because I think it was going to be one of those nights, as we alluded to earlier, where we could have all the domination in the world. And yes, you're right. The, um, the, the you know, uh, God, I really actually do like the, that manager. I always forget his name. A spit up his name, Nuno. Nuno, that's it. 
I'm sure you're right. I don't think he cared one bit about the numbers, about the stats. End of the day, Rich, stats mean... I've always been kind of not bothered about stats. We didn't have it when we were growing up with football. Anyway, mm. I, I just look at what the result end result is. And if if one team scored more than the other, then that's it. You know, you might then analyse it and say, well, OK, we got a bit lucky. We were we were pretty much dominated throughout. But, you know, stats can mean all sorts of things. And yet you still come away with no points. And I, mm. I, I don't see the relevance of stats. I, I, I don't. But that's a personal no. thing. I know a no, lot of people really. A, a lot of people, a lot of people feed on it and they analyze it and they super microanalyze it and God knows what else. I don't ever look at that. I just see. I watch a game of football. I try and be as unscientific as I can about it because I just want to enjoy the thing as a game mm. of football and then see what the end result is. And yeah, it, it was. It started to get right, but it, it came. It, it, we've so needed it, Rich, because yeah. I think that then gave them a little bit of the confidence boost that they needed, as you said. They were creating a bit more space. They weren't as, uh, you know, regimented at the back as they were in the first half. And that allowed, I thought, one thing I did see an improvement in, which I've been saying was very vastly different to la from last season, the triangles between Saka, White and Odegaard had diminished. And I saw mm. more of that yesterday. And I've, I've, I thought White actually played OK. I thought he was more dynamic going up, uh, going forward. Yeah, he, did all right, yeah. he, 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 he played a lot better. I thought, um, I thought, as I said earlier, before he came off, I thought Smith Rowe was progressing. I don't think he needs more time. He's not the finished article yeah. yet. And you can't expect him to be. He's had high, he's, that's his second premise. Yeah. He hasn't played. Yeah. You can't, you know, I, I know I might be, you know, one of these big fanboys of him, but I don't come across like that. But I still believe that there is a really talented kid. And I think mm. we would be so stupid to get rid of him. I, I, I don't want him to go. I, I think if, no. if, if he plays consistently, he's going to be one hell of a player, Rich. And I think he's even going to overshadow Saka. I always thought he had more talent than Saka, as good as Saka is. Um, and I think he'll give us something different as a left eight or wherever he chooses, to, you know, Arteta chooses to play him. But he is progressive and he's dynamic. And... What you were talking about, looking in, a, looking at a striker, for example, that can give us that extra or a different dimension for the defenders to worry about. I think Smith Rowe can equally do that as the kind of player he is as well. I do. He reminds me a little bit. I'm, I'm, I might be way off the mark here, Rich. I don't know, maybe you disagree or agree. He reminds me a little bit how Ramsey used to play. I thought Aaron Ramsey, box to box yeah. player. He was yeah. very dynamic, darting forward. You know, trying to create yeah. things. He kind of is, kind of is like that. Um, not, not quite to that scale, I'd say. But, and I thought yesterday, and I don't know whether this is Arteta. I thought at times his off the ball positioning wasn't optimum. So I was watching him. So I wanted to see how he played. I was really watching him closely, and I thought, why aren't you slightly a little bit back or a little bit forward? Because where you're standing, there's no direct passage of the ball to you. And, I, and, and maybe, I, again, look, I just said a minute ago, I'm not scientific about these things, but I just found that his off-the-ball movement could have been a little bit more sharper. But that may come with time, or it could be the way Arteta's has asked him to play. You never know with Arteta. You know how he, he, likes to, yeah, he likes to like micromanage all the players. Then he goes, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. So I don't know whether it was that or a bit of both or just lack of match time. I don't know. All I know is there's a great player in him, and I think the lad needs to be given a chance. That's all I know. But yes, the goal came at a really optimal time. And I think you can't, you can't, um, you have to applaud the second goal. I thought that was a really good goal, a really good goal that we, we took advantage of their mistake. Right. And that was a great goal. It was a great goal. And talking about great things, 
We've got Lee with us. Hey, how you doing? Hey. You finally Bye, made it. I wonder, I wonder what you're doing. Um, yeah. Hello, apologies, Lee. Oh, no, apologies, Rich. Apologies, Neil. I'm obviously over my storage from my Outlook. So I've been busy oh. deleting uh, old emails. But anyway, I'm here now. So yeah, apologies for <laughs> you're that. You're in now. That's the main thing. That's the main yeah. thing. Terry will probably have something to say about you being late, but don't worry about him. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we'll go for a couple of quick comments, actually. Um, Terry is here. Of course, he's here. Uh, he says, evening, Rich, uh, Lee and Neil. I'll take her out 29 out of 35 out. When he does hang about, does he, Terry? Um, he says, glad I was working and missed the game, uh, but was listening to you in the van, on the van radio. Yeah, I know you was here last night. Mate. Good to see you. Uh, Terry says, roll on 2028. Well, it might not be 2028 yet, but we'll see. Um, Anton says, City had some issues breaking low blocks. Right before they sold Jesus and bought Haaland. Well, there you go. You see, maybe that's the answer, isn't it? Maybe that's what we need. Um, but anyway, we, we'll see. I'm not sure we'll be getting a player like Haaland or anyone similar. Uh, Terry says, to be fair, we should re-sign Turner as our new striker. What a fantastic goal he scored yesterday. World-class heel, heel flick. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, Terry said it was good to see Emil Smith roll get a uh, Swiss roll get a good run out. Yeah, it was nice to see him play. Of course, it was. And so says at least we didn't concede a set piece like so many times this season. Yeah, we still conceded a soft, sloppy goal, though, didn't we? Um, mm. But anyway, um, we'll talk about that as well. I mean, Lee, last night I say we were saying the first half, all that possession, no shots. The second half opened up a bit more, and we got the goals and we got the win. But I don't know. I was yeah. left feeling a little bit. Happy with a win, obviously, but a little yeah. bit deflated about how the game yeah. had gone really. Because I was expecting, for all that possession, we should have scored four or five goals and we should have won that game easily. Not yeah. hanging on at the end of the life. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the result was important. We won the game. Arteta mentioned uh, momentum. We definitely need momentum going into the Liverpool game because you don't you don't want to be going into that having drawn or lost, right? I think that would that would have killed us. Uh, we've, and we've obviously beat Palace, so he's right. We have got momentum. We're at home. We won two games, scored seven, conceded one. There's the positives, right? The negatives mm. are for everyone, for everyone to see. It is Groundhog Day. This is the part where I put less play and say the same things we said against the other previous two games, where loads of possession, uh, loads of our tippy-tappy football going back to the side. You know, all the fans, everyone was saying it last night, shoot. Please do something different. You're kind of killing us. It's opposition fans. We're not the only ones. They're watching it and they're saying, why does your team just keep doing the same thing week in, week out? Uh, comment last night, someone put a good post on there, you know, the definition of madness. Keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Now, so I'll give it a bit of thought, Rich. I'd like to try and uh, mull it over on the, on the old grey matter today. I think it was, how could we change it? And again, it's Groundhog Day. You know, you've got to be a bit more flexible. You've got to be willing to do something different. So what do I mean by, by different? Number of crosses into the box. I'm not saying I don't want us to go back to the old Charles Hughes, you know, three or less touches, you know, you know that was it, scores the most goals, right? But again, we've said it a million times, mix it up, get more crosses in. And people say, oh, we haven't really got a striker. Well, never really stopped David Platt scoring loads of goals, did it? Or Frank Lampard or uh, Paul Scholes. We've got players to get into the box. Get it in the box. Right and shoot rather than uh, and knocking Odegaard. Odegaard was decent. He he's a trier. He's always available. And we said I said the other week it's a difficult position. You're you're the man that, that that's supposed to make the team tick tick over. So the onus is on thing on him to make things happen. But but again it's that he's got the ball on the edge of the box rather than just uh, have a shot. He'll play that play the ball into the the box hoping to get a one two right. And again, it's like against West Ham trying to walk it in. So again, just do something different. And Neil uh, touched on it. 
So I've, I've got two two players to pick out. Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe don't really suit to their system because he wants he's dynamic. He wants to run like uh, like uh, uh, what's his name? The guy you mentioned, Neil, played for us ages ago, uh, Rambo, right? Uh, that dynamic style where you get the ball and you just you just run at the centre the centre of the uh, defence, cause a bit of mayhem. Uh, and we've the trouble is we've got uh, Zinchenko and Odegaard. Last night they I say they didn't want to give him the ball, but I, I was just screaming, give him the ball, turn and run. Right. So whether it's uh, one or two things, either Smith Rose is not screaming for the ball, which I was watch, watching. Him. You, I mean, it's difficult. Obviously, you can't hear on the pitch. But when I was playing football, you scream for the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, give get the ball, you turn and you go. He, he, that didn't seem to be happening, and it it was it was frustrating because I just don't think we we use him to our full potential, right? Uh, and maybe our our Teta's guilty of it. Maybe he's just saying right. Stick in the system, right? I don't want anyone breaking out or anyone doing their own thing. Carry on with the passing. So if we carry on doing that, we're going to be seeing the same thing game after game after game. Keeping the ball, loads of possession, not enough chances uh, created. You know what I mean, uh, we did against West Ham. I don't think we had loads and loads last night from memory. But uh, yeah, we just need to bring something different to the party. Yeah, we do. And I mean, you say about Smith Rowe, right? And I actually think it's a it's a coaching issue, to be honest with you. Mm. One reason because of comments that Smith Rowe made a little while ago, I think it was after the Brentford game, his first start for ages. And mm. it said something about in training, he's been working on his positioning on the pitch. Right. And Neil made that point just before. And it was like I noticed it last night as well. It's almost like he he's been stifled from playing his natural game, which we saw in maybe two seasons ago when he scored all yeah. those goals. It was making those Aaron Ramsey runs from midfield, wasn't yeah. he? Getting yeah. on, finishing things off. And that he, he was very much like Aaron Ramsey then, wasn't he? And now yeah. it's like last night, it's like he's been he's been coached. That's been coached out of him. Yeah, and he's exactly. been told he's got to do this. He's got to play this role in the team. And you're right. And I find most of our players do seem to be playing within themselves. And yeah. the only player who seems to be playing with any freedom... Trossard when, when he came on. I All thought, right. and he's done that before. Trossard comes yeah. on and he'll do the unexpected. He'll run past yeah. defenders. He'll run at people yeah. and he'll do something. And he would have a shot from twenty-five yards as he did last yeah. night and then he scored. Yeah. Right, the only yeah. one that does that, and yet he never gets to start a game. To me, those two things are linked because Arteta yeah. he doesn't fit the structure yeah, enough. Point. So he thinks I'll bring you off the bench for ten minutes. You can run right for ten minutes and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to start you because you, you disrupt the structure. And it's the same with Smith Pro. I think that's why Smith Pro yeah, hasn't been starting. Yeah, good, I think good point. Right. Looking at looking at last night in particular, but just the way that we play in general, yeah. and looking yeah. at the way to, you know Smith Bro used to be that dynamic player. As you said he used to. Yeah. That used to be what he was. Gone. That is how not he there. played. Yeah, and, that, and he's not yeah. now. Last night he didn't do that because he's not no. allowed to do that because he no. knows if he does if he does anything off the cuff, off you yeah. come, you're not going to yeah. play again. No, and he knows right. he's got a play yeah. within himself, and I don't yeah, like to see that. No, and you're right. I, I, again, I'm repeating Neil, but. I really like Neil. I see him. I think he could be an unbelievable player. He could be fantastic, and we are getting thirty percent from him because, as you say, he's 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 obviously being forced to play that that role, right? Where Arteta don't want him to get the ball and just just run. He he, he no. wants him to give give go, and then maybe uh, he just wants that that one two where he runs onto it into the box. But I think his strength is running with the ball like over the halfway line, right, and just and doing that. So it's yeah, it's disappointing, really. But 
what can we do? Hopefully, I mean, I don't. Know if he, we're going to talk about the Liverpool game, whether he whether he gets it, he gets to play on Sunday. I can't see it himself, but we shall see. No. No, no, I mean, no you know, uh, Terry's made a point here. It says, uh, spot on lately, he's called, yeah. Uh, ESR doesn't have a career at Arsenal under Arteta. And I kind of think, unfortunately, that might mm. be right. And I think that's because of the, the, the Mikel Arteta doesn't want to get the best out of Emil Smith-Rowe. He wants Emil Smith-Rowe to adapt to his system. And mm. I don't think Emil Smith-Rowe is, is going even if even if he manages to do it, right, even if he does... Um, he's never going to be the best player, the best version of himself that he can no. be, because no. he's much, he's a much more creative um, player than that when he's got the freedom to do it. We've seen it, we've all seen mm. it. Yeah, Two we, three know he ago we saw it regularly, week after week he was doing it. Yeah, and suddenly now the structure of the team means that he's not able to do that anymore. And I, no. if I was him, I would, I would want to be leaving. And playing mm. under a manager that's going to allow me to play my game and be myself yeah. and appreciate me for what I can bring to the team. And I mm. don't feel Emil Smith is ever going to get that. And I think that was evident. I thought Emil Smith played all right last night. He didn't have a bad yeah. game at all. Yeah. But he wasn't the Emil Smith row that we know he can be no. because no. he's not allowed to be, is he? And that, wouldn't that no. be a shame, Neil? I mean, you love Emil Smith We all love Emil Smith yeah. Wouldn't it be a shame if in the end he decides at the end of this season, you know what? I'm going to have to go. And someone yeah. else, whoever it is, whether it's in, in England or whether it's abroad, is going to get a great player, aren't they? And we mm. could have had that great player if only Mikel Arteta could be a little bit more flexible. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'll be fuming. I mean, I know, I know, you know, we all get we all get upset over the loss of certain players and then eventually we get over it and then, you know, the, the new players come in and then it starts all over again. I, you know, that's, that's football. That's the life of being a football fan. But there is something very special about him which I think we will be making the biggest and stupid, most stupid mistake mm. by letting a guy like him go. Because he'll if he ends up going to a rival and he absolutely becomes world-class mm. as a result, I, I, I won't ever forgive our board and yeah. I won't forgive the manager who did it. I won't because I'm sorry. He, I keep saying it and you guys are going to get sick of me and I've just said it in this podcast already. When I saw them two together, Saka and Emil Supro, I 100% have gone on record and said, even in probably other podcasts, I actually think Emil Smith is more talented. I think he's going to yeah. become even better than Saka. I was saying yeah. it then. And who was the one? Who, what manager was it under when they were flying those two? It was. It was. Wasn't it? Um, it was Unai, wasn't it? It wasn't Arteta. Yeah. And that's when he was given the freedom, wasn't he, to do what yeah. what he can do. And you're. And you know what? You guys summed it up perfectly. You hit nail on the head for me. I actually, although I, I said earlier that I think, you know, I saw some good stuff from him and I th said I think he was being, he wasn't out of his off the ball movement, wasn't right. I think that's all down to it. I think that's down to the coaching. Mm. And I think mm. it was, it felt like it's a, it was Emma Smith Road by face, but not someone yeah. I actually recognised anymore. Yeah, it's not him. Playing um, within himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't even know if he was, he felt happy. I, I really don't. Because how can a footballer, you know, who's got all that hidden talent, all that talent to, to, you know, that he wants to let release and show the world what he can mm -hmm. do. And it's just suppressed. It reminds me, I don't know if you guys are Star Wars fans, but it reminds me of, I know this is a stupid analogy, but Darth Vader actually was suppressed because of that suit, because the Emperor knew <laughs> how good he was and how powerful he was. And he yeah. put that suit on to suppress his powers. And even then yeah. he was so powerful. I feel a bit like that when he was throw that. He's got all of this talent and yeah, it's been exactly suppressed. Yeah. Um, and it's been, and, and, yeah. and it's almost like it's, it's 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 like making him claustrophobic with his own with his own skill, and and I I I just I will be fuming, Rich, if he goes to another club 
and he, he hits it off straight away. And you can see it happening under the right manager or under the right system. He's going to be electric. Barring, of course, he doesn't, you know, God forbid, get any injuries. I, I want even if he goes, well, I, I really like the guy. I wish him well if he goes somewhere else. I wouldn't want him to be taken with injury. As long as he doesn't go Tottenham, of course, which, which will never happen. Mm. So I don't think he likes yeah. him. City. I, I think he's yeah. an Arsenal boy, so I don't think he'd do that. But he's going to go. It's inevitable, isn't it? I think it's inevitable. I think so, Lee. I think so. It's it really sad. And, and if yeah. that's the case, number one, to answer a question that probably a lot of people are saying, are oh, ain't going anywhere? You know, where there was some new, there was some thing going on, the rumours, wasn't there, rumour mill that he's leaving at the end of the season or something. Number one, Arteta isn't going anywhere. And I actually, I think I'm starting to go with you guys in the sense that I don't think he's ever going to change. This is all we're going to see going mm. forward. It's, it, it, he can't, it, he, can't he has this inability to adapt. Yeah. And that is why, surprise, surprise, I don't know if it's to do with financial fair play or whatever it is, we haven't signed a striker. A lot of people are thinking we were going to get one. This Even a lone yeah. striker hasn't happened. Mm. And do you know what? I was thinking oh, it will happen in the summer. I'm not so sure now. I, I don't think no. he gets those kind of players. He, he, did, no. he just doesn't, does he? No. I mean, you've got, you've got to bear in mind, right? He's been here four years now, over four years. And the only striker that he's bought is Jesus, who isn't an actual striker anyway, is he? He's, no, he's, he's a forward player. I mean, Crossard's like a forward player, but he's not a striker. And in no. four years, that's, that's what we've that's what he's bought. He doesn't he doesn't do. He's got rid of all the strikers that we had that are any good. You know, yeah. Aubameyang, Lacazette. They they were goal scorers. They've gone on to score goals after they left as well. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's an issue there, and it is. It's a system, it is the system thing. I mean, if you remember, right, the, the song, the, the, the Saka and Smith Rowe song, right, when that came about, they were both playing in the team, right? They were both maybe allowed a little bit more freedom. And what's happened is Saka has been able to adapt to the role in, in the side that he's been asked mm. to do. He's been able to adapt to do that, right? And he's done it effectively. I still think if Saka was to play in a different team under a different manager, he would be even better because he'd have more freedom to play his own game, right? I think he's restricted. He's done really well. Um, but he's adapted to that system, so he gets picked every week. That's why he never leaves him out of the team because he he's shown Arteta that he can do exactly what he needs to do in that in that structure of the team, and he's still got the quality to you know get assists, get goals like last night, all that kind of stuff. Right? Whereas Smith Rowe is a very um, he's Off more of a maverick player, kind of player, isn't he? He's a yeah. bit of a more of a yeah. maverick player, isn't he? He, he, yeah. he needs to have more freedom. He needs to be able to do his own thing a bit more. He needs to be able to play more of a free role. Yeah. The reason why Ozil never worked under Arteta is because um, Ozil was a similar sort of player. He wasn't going to play in any structure. Yeah. You can't structure a player like Ozil. It's like, no. you know, it's like putting, um, you know, a beautiful flower in the corner where you can't see it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ozil will have to be out there with the ball, doing his own thing. Smith Rowe's similar yeah. in that sense that he needs to get the ball, do what he wants to do with the ball. Yes, he yeah. might lose it. Three or four times out of ten, he might lose the ball, and then we could get caught out. That's Arteta's fear. But yeah, on those but, other six or seven occasions, something special is going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, that, is that, that, that a yes, yeah, We the, want to see the, the, the crazy thing is right is Arteta because it's, we're not flying, are we? We haven't really been flying all season, right? Apart from the no. Champions League game, so Arteta must be looking. He can't be looking at it and thinking, "Oh, we're brilliant. We're tearing teams to pieces." He can't be. So he must mm. be thinking, "What can I change?" Right, uh, I'll, I'll keep doing the same thing that we do every single game and get the same results. Surely, <laughs> at one point, at some point, it's like, right, you used to be really good, didn't you, Emil, of picking the ball up and just and just running with it, right? Let's try that for a game. Or maybe, I, I say every time we have a podcast trips, you know, something different, as in the, the ball over the top. with Sambi last night uh, for Luton, right? Did you see that, the pass for the, for the Luton goal, right? Mm. Now, 
maybe again he looks like he, he could he could I mean, he wasn't great for us so maybe he's a bad example but a long ball just something different we can't keep doing the same thing because sooner or later you know if, if teams go a goal up we're we're, we're struggling again look like we did against west ham uh, because because we can't change it up and we just need mm. to escape escape the uh, the straight jacket i don't know how but you know whether whether he's only one way Lee. Yeah, There's know, only one way. Can yeah, you imagine? I, um, I was just going to say, can you imagine Alexis Sanchez in this team under Rotate? He'd have lasted five minutes. Yeah, he would, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because he, he was a, even he, he, he just did his own thing, didn't he? But it worked. Yeah. And there and there was a spell, if you remember, where actually I know Ozil's had many critics, but there was that once he had, I think I remember two good spells with Ozil. When Ramsey was fit and really on form. Do you remember when he went for that spell? He had like scoring every single game. I think he was yeah. linking up really well with those all that at that time, yeah, and then was, yeah. and, and and with Jack Wilshere, I think as well. It was three of them, yeah. and then yeah. and then and then there's another time where Ozil was doing a lot better, in my opinion, when he was linking up really well with Alexis Sanchez. Mm-hmm. But you, can you imagine Sanchez in our team without under our titter? He yeah. he wouldn't last five minutes. I don't, I just can't see it because he would not see, be allowed it? to do anything. No, he and look, look at it, like you said, that works. It worked because unpredictability is such a good weapon to have is, because that's exactly. what Sanchez provided us with, didn't he? Nobody yeah. knew what he was going to do. I don't think he knew no. after time. No, and no. And you need suddenly to, you he need would that. do something amazing. He scored a great goal or did something, and we and we won a game. And he was the one yeah. player, and he pretty much the only the only single player I can think of in the last I don't know fifteen years maybe. That he's the one player that could win you a game on his own by just mm. doing something amazing, even if he did nothing else. He he yeah. had that ability to do that. We don't have a player like that in this team. And we were oh. talking about Emil Smith-Rowe last night. And what I found interesting was, in the Nottingham Forest team, there's another young English player with a double-barreled surname, Morgan Gibbs-White, right? And he is the player. I don't think he's as good as Emil Smith-Rowe. But no, last night, he's a million player. times better yeah. because he's allowed to play his game. And he looks brilliant yeah. for Nottingham Forest. He was brilliant yeah. before for Wolves under the same manager, funnily enough. But mm. he's got a manager who lets him play with it with his freedom, lets him do yeah. what he's good at. And I think he's a brilliant player, Morgan Gibbs White. But is he a better yeah, player think... than Emerald Smith Rowe? Probably no. not. He's no. allowed to be a better player. And last night yeah. he, he was he outshone Emerald Smith Rowe last night, even though Nottingham Forest lost the game. He outshone him because he yeah. was able to get the ball and do what he wanted. And he was good. He was brilliant. And he yeah. does that week after week for Nottingham Forest, um, Morgan gives white. But you can imagine if he if he came to Arsenal, I was saying last night, and the thing I'd love Arsenal to sign him. What a great yeah. player! But then I'm thinking, what's the point? Because he won't yeah. be allowed to do that for Arsenal. No. He'll have to fit into this ridiculous, rigid system. But I think he's a great player, Gibbs yeah. White. I really do. And he, he reminded me, he reminded me a little bit last night of how Smith Rowe used to play before mm. he, he he had he had his hands tied behind his back. And it's it really it is such a shame, isn't it? It really is yeah. a shame that we're going to lose one of our best young Hailen kids. We're going to lose him because the manager doesn't know how to how to play him in the correct way. Mm. And it, it would you're right, Neil. I would I will be angry if if that's the case because Emma Smithrow doesn't want to leave Arsenal, but no. he knows he's probably got no choice to save his career. He wants to play for England. He wants to have a great career and he should have a great career because he's a very, very talented football player. But yeah. is he ever going to get that opportunity playing yeah. under this manager? And I don't think... Is, or is he going to try and buy this time and think, you know what, maybe I'll take, we'll get sacked in the next year or so and I might get me chance properly yeah. with a new manager. Maybe he's thinking that. Maybe he thinks, I mean, is it worth going on for another year? Rich, I hope he does because I don't want him to go. 
we go but, back to Havertz, uh, to Havertz again, right? I mean, that, that would have that, that's definitely limited his chances by by no little degree, is it? Signing Havertz, a player that we, we what does Havertz do? Really need. Havertz does what he's told. Havertz does yeah. fits into the system. You need more than that, and you need unpredictability, and you need someone to do something off the cuff and, of you and to do something different. As, as, we, as we saw last night, Smith Rowe was just getting there, it was give and go, just it was just the triangles again. You know, one of us might as well have been doing that job. I'm pretty sure yeah. in, in life, within the corporate world or in any business, most massive or you know, exponential successes. Have come from one person or a group of individuals doing something completely different. Yeah, um, and is. suddenly that, like, yeah. oh my god, that that's wow! Yeah. We didn't think that would happen, but look what's no. happened. It's you just try, life, it? isn't it? Even yeah, the way we it. live our lives, we do the same. Probably a lot. Most of us, I can't speak for everyone, but yeah. most of us live a routine life, do the mundane stuff day and day. Yeah. But one day, if we do something slightly different, it it, yeah. it can give us it, a lot of pleasure and and that creativity yeah. and that imagination comes yeah. to realization, doesn't it? And yeah. you, you, the same has yeah. to be said on a football pitch. You can't, you know, every team is going to set up in a way that they think, right, we know their, we know their strengths, so we just nullify their strengths. But mm. And then they think, well, OK, we do that, then they'll have a different plan to try and get by that. But then they know with Arsenal they haven't because they, they just mm. do the same thing. Mm. So for yeah. them it's easy. Yeah. It's probably, easy. We're probably one of the easiest teams from a strategic yeah. and a tactical perspective, yeah, you, to don't set up crystal, you don't you don't need a crystal ball to be fair. No, yeah. no, exactly. Really? All right, I know <laughs> I know there are other teams like maybe like us that want to be more of an attacking side and and go forward with the ball, and then that gives us the space. It's pretty much like the second half materialised mm. because they they did start coming a bit more forward and came out of their half a little bit, and that suits our game better, which is which is great. But the yeah. teams that want to just completely strangle us, they know what to do. And that's the problem. It then that strangulation leads to frustration on our players. They get more and more frustrated, and that's it. They've done it. They've they've done the manager's done his work. The opposition manager's mm. done his work. Goes, I've cracked them. Now mm. they're there for the taking. One counter attack, one chance, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I, yeah. I, oh, really? I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer. Well, I know uh, Rich knows what the answer is, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's I mean, I've got an idea. John says, yeah, and I think John's right. He says, I bet Havertz gets an odd over here. On One million percent, 100%. he will, because 100%. of the structure yeah. of the team will be more important at home to Liverpool yeah. than maybe away yeah. at Forest. He could maybe re see. I think last night for me, it, it kind of he'd been asked about Smith Rowe quite a lot recently, and I think last yeah. night he thought, you know what, it's not in a Forest away. It's a game where I can I can throw Emil Smith Rowe, and it probably won't be too damaging. Right, yeah. it's, a, it's a, almost a risk-free way of playing him in a game like that, right? Whereas Liverpool at home on Sunday, there's he, he's not going to take any risk whatsoever. Arteta, he just no. will not take any risk because no. the game's too important. So he will play. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll be if Havertz doesn't start that game, I'll be amazed. Yeah. Absolutely amazed. It's almost yeah. guaranteed he will. I won't have to agree with you. Yeah. I think it's so almost, almost if you think about it logically, though, there's almost no point in playing. If that's the way he's thinking, if he's doing that just to to quiet an lot down. What's the point? Because the minute he's out of the team, as a footballer, you need three or four games. Unless you're getting three or four games, you're not going to reach your optimum performance. You've got no chance, no, right? Not, not many players. It, it was definitely right. I, I thought just what I was saying. Well, I, well, I gave him a game. It didn't work. He, he didn't yeah. do. He didn't do what he yeah. needed to do. And that's why he's out of the team. That's ridiculous. Then, yeah. I mean, it, that, it, it wouldn't be it too bad. It wouldn't be too bad for him in the blooming domestic cups. If we had the league cup and the FA cup, because all right, he's he got a chance here, but he's definitely going to play. Yeah. He's blooming out of those two cups anyway. Yeah, you need three or four games now. You need exactly. you need those games. You can't you, one you, one game right. is enough. 
Exactly, yeah. you have to. You have to have a run to bed yourself in, and that's what yeah. builds confidence as well, Lee. Yeah. You're not going to get confidence by having sixty minutes. No, right. You yeah. know, you know, before he was getting what three minutes, seven minutes. I mean, what's that? Yeah. What's the point? There's no. Point. Don't get it. It's, it's almost insulting, isn't it, for 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 a boy? Really, three yeah. minutes at the end. And, and he was the first one to get hooked off last night as well. Obviously, he was going to yeah. be. I'm surprised he lasted 70 minutes. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he lasted that long. I thought he was going to go before that, yeah. actually. And he ended up getting 70 minutes and then he went off. But yeah. obviously he was going to be the first one to get taken off. We knew yeah. that before the start of the game. It's like, come on, you know, what harm would it have done? He needs the minutes. Give him give him yeah. longer. Yes, maybe he was getting tired because he's oh, not played yeah. many games. Yeah. Maybe he didn't look particularly tired necessarily. No. But who knows? Maybe, maybe he was. But I don't know. Yeah. Azus was mustard. I don't know whether you mentioned. It. I thought he was great last night. He he, he did look dangerous uh, to me. He was dynamic. He played. He played well last night. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he played. I mean, he missed. He missed a couple of big chances, didn't he? Especially that one they hit the bar just before he scored. That, that was, was a good move, by the way. That was a great. It move. was a good move. It was a lovely move. Yeah. It needed a finish, though, didn't it? That, yeah. This is what I said at the time. It's like you know, that's where your thirty-five or twenty-five goal striker buries that chance. Most yeah. of the time, in that situation, they bury that chance. We've got yeah. Jesus, who isn't that type of striker. He lashed at it, didn't show any sort of composure, yeah. and missed missed the chance he should have scored. And that can be – it didn't prove to be the, the difference in the end last night. It could have been the difference. If we'd drawn mm. that game nil-nil or maybe lost that game, it would have come down to that one moment at nil-nil. Yeah. And that's where your Haaland will score that goal. That's where your Mo Salah scores that goal. That's where your Aubameyang potentially scores in those positions. You know, It was close. And it was close. Not close enough, but it was. But, it, but you can see that the finish lacked composure. He lashed at the ball rather than looking at composure. Yeah. Think I'm just going to slot this away. He didn't slot it away. He just went for power because he had no composure in that situation. Yeah. And a, a goal scorer is able to usually in those sort of positions. That's where they come alive and they they've got that yeah. composure and they normally slot it in a corner. It's a goal and that yeah. wins you the game. And in I the mean, end, Rich, he got a goal two minutes later. So we didn't really I mean, care at the time. But Rich, ultimately, Rich, these things are important. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, it was almost the perfect goal, but that's our trouble, right? I, you remember the Chelsea team, turn of the century, uh, uh, Zola, Hasselbank, uh, Gus Poyer. Yeah. I used to watch them. They were a brilliant, if you remember that far back, they were a great football team. Yeah, they and were, and yeah, they, yeah. Were the, they were the same as us, as we are now. They had so many chances, and they used to watch them sometimes. You'd think, bloody hell, Zola would knock it back to, to Dennis Wise, he'd knock it to someone, and you'd be thinking, they're great. They just, they're just trying to walk it in, and we are a carbon copy of that. Unfortunately, yeah, we are. We, we are a cold cup, yeah. And it's perfect goal. I've scored a perfect goal, yeah. And you're right, that goal would have been the perfect goal if he'd scored it, and he should have scored it in that position. And I say, I, I think a natural goal scorer does score that, does does score yeah. that chance, yes. In the end, he got the goal straight afterwards. So I suppose you can think, well, it doesn't matter, but it does matter because in other games, we won't get away with that. Those those misses, a miss like that, we won't get away with it. We'll lose a game, or we'll keep a, a howler, game. yeah. It was a howler yeah. from the keeper, really, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah. It wasn't great <laughs> goalkeeping. Um, no. But anyway, you know, he, he got the goal straight after we won. And I guess that's the most important thing. But yeah. again, you know, we said the same after the Crystal Palace game. We won that game 5-0, but it's like there's still so many questions over the performance. Yeah. And yeah. looking, looking, I mean, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest, the two of the weaker teams in the league. Let's let's be perfectly mm -hmm. honest. That, you know, they're in the bottom half of the table. With Forest are still fighting relegation. Even Palace aren't out of the woods. Um, had a good win last night in the end. But these are two of the weaker teams. And yes, we've beaten them, and that's great. We needed six points. We got six points. But the performances don't make you think. You know, going ahead no. in, into Liverpool, we'll come on to in a minute. I, I'm more worried about our form 
the fact, yeah, okay, we've won, we've won these two games in a row, which is great, but I'm more worried about the next few games coming up yeah. because of the way we're playing, not because of the results. In a way, it might have been better if, maybe if, if we'd drawn one of them games but played really, really well and think, yeah. okay, wow, that's a performance. That looks promising. Yeah. Rather than sort of playing very averagely, really, and beating fairly poor teams. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah the results are there. But yeah. I don't feel confident for the rest of the season, that we can, you know, we've got some really hard games coming up in the next few yeah. weeks, haven't we? We've away got games, really yeah, because the tough away then, games coming up in a yeah. couple of months, aren't we? And then the Champions League is kicking back off again as well yeah. at the end of at the end of February. So it's, it's a big yeah. part of the season. And I'm not going into that, you know. We look at the run we were on just before, you know, before Christmas, either side of Christmas, losing those games, not playing brilliant stuff and throwing games away. Now we've had these two wins, but not great performances. Mm. I'm kind of worried a little bit. You know, we'll talk about January window if you want. No one's come in. We've got the same no. squad that wasn't good enough over the first half of the season. Wasn't good yeah. enough last season. Yes, we, we made some signings in the summer, but this squad isn't strong enough to maintain a title challenge. Isn't strong enough to win the Champions League. And yet, this is what we've got for yeah. the end of the season. I mean, Neil, that, that to me, I don't know, that... that we don't know the money situation. We don't know the finances, all but that that stinks to me of, I don't know, mediocrity, not strengthening a squad that's clearly needs strengthening in some way, and we haven't not even like we said not even loans, not even a loan has come in. I mean, wow, what? what I, I can't get my head around it. Rich, I'm actually not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I, I mean, in the circles I am with football fans, they're, they're so into their transfers and things, which is great. It's good fun for them. They really enjoy it, and 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 great. I just don't get involved. I was, as I said years ago, I was, I was, uh, I had, to, you know, the expectations. I used to be really into this thing. I'd go on websites. I'd look at BBC gossip every day. I was thinking, who are we going to sign? Who could be a potential sign? And every time we were close to sign signing someone, someone like Chelsea would just take them off. I said, I think, do you know what? I'm done with it. I really don't want to know anymore because you get your hopes up and it's taken away. So that's why I stopped. Yeah. But I was just kind of. Ki- you know, thinking about it, and I was thinking, saying to myself more than anything, I will not be surprised if we get no one, and that's exactly what's transpired. I am a tiny bit surprised that we haven't at least got a loan. That that is shocking mm-hmm. because, like you said, we are we we although we've got we have on paper we've got the depth, but actually in reality we haven't because you think about Partey's too unreliable. If we lose Rice, and by the way, another thing I noticed yesterday, just just sidetracking, I I even. Rice, for me, up until yesterday, possibly, I could be wrong, I've always seen him to be quite forward-thinking and dynamic and, and trying things. Even he, I sometimes caught, like, side-passing and back. I thought, what's exactly. going on with him? Don't tell me he's that's turned to the dark side weird. as well. That was, that was weird. Why, why is he taking yeah, corners? I don't he's know. Six foot, he's six foot one, isn't he? It doesn't surely, if you, surely we've got short exactly. after Exactly. Take, take corners. Because he's because we scored one against Palace. He took one, we scored against Palace, and now he's oh, going right. to take them forever. Yeah, he's going to take them forever yeah. because we scored one goal for them. Yeah. Like yeah, Harry course, Kane to take corners for England. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do, don't you? You get someone who's yeah, six but foot two. It's kind of weird, isn't it? When you haven't got habits in the team, you think, well, all right, well, Rice is big. We'll put him in the box and let someone else take a corner. I'm sorry, I don't understand why. Why? I, look, I've never played football to any kind of great level or anything, so I, maybe I'm, I, I've got no right to say this. But surely, a professional football player, all of them, including the goalkeeper, should know how to take a corner. Yeah, so why do you need specialised corner? I would always thought. I've always thought that sometimes I used to get baffled that why is that player for us taking a corner when he's a dangerous goal scorer? What's he doing on the corner? Yeah, he should be right. near the box or running into the box. 
I've never yeah. understood that. And especially yeah. players with height, they should definitely be in the box because yeah. it doesn't make any any logical sense of no. having a big guy or a very prolific goal scorer being on the corner flag. Surely yeah. you've got one of your yeah. other 10 or nine outfield players knows how to take a blooming corner. Or yeah, you're right, Neil. It's not, it. it's not difficult. It's an easy. It's a fairly easy skill. You just float the ball in. Just get your foot under it and just yeah. just put it into the six. Preferably away from the goalkeeper. Last night we exactly. found the goalkeeper three times, and I'm thinking, well, someone put a challenge in. Surely, you know, we've yeah. got Gabriel uh, Salibra. Quite challenging the keeper. How can he keep yeah. he caught it so it, it easy, so comfortable, didn't he? Doesn't make sense. But going back to Richard's question, I I, I am now. You know, we haven't got those options. We haven't got those those options. If it's a party, if Rice something happens to Rice, who we got in midfield because he can't rely on party. We know Zinchenko struggles to defend. If Tommy Asu again gets injured, who have we got on that left side? You know, mm. we've got fragility everywhere, and then the front it speaks for itself because we're not doing it. We're not. We're not. We are not the Arsenal team of last season. So we needed someone least even 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 some cover for Saka because for me Saka has got no competition. He's guaranteed a place every single game. I'm sorry, as good as he is, and I like the kids a lot, I really do. But you've got to have, if you know that you're going to get picked no matter what, every time, yeah, how are you supposed to, as a human being, how are you supposed to raise your levels? Because if you're scared that if I make one mistake or two mistakes in the game, I could get dropped for the next game because that guy is breathing down my neck. He's bloody good. But if he's got no one breathing down his neck, how's he going to improve? Yeah, so, but Neil, that. That's not really how our tech works, though, is it? It's like Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah, you know, you could say the player he's got breathing down his nets is Kai Havertz, who's playing not very good anyway. But yeah, yeah. he's still going to drop him for Kai Havertz. No, no, anyway. no, I get it. I get it. It yeah, doesn't actually it. matter how well you're playing or not yeah. playing. Yeah. It should in work this like team, that, but it doesn't. Mikel Arteta has yeah. got his starting eleven, and that's mm -hmm. it. And apart from injuries and the odd game here and there when he maybe rotate one player like he did last night and gave Emil a chance, that's mm. that's the team. It doesn't matter how it I don't think Arteta wants loads and loads of depth because it means he's gonna to have to change the team. And he doesn't want to yeah. change the team because he only trusts his 12, 11, 12 players that he's got. He doesn't yeah. trust anybody else. No. He never trusted the young the young kids. He hasn't trusted them once, not in any game. You know, yeah. he hardly ever trusts Jorginho. Jorginho is an experienced international. I player. like Jorginho, by the way. You barely even yeah. trust him. Or, what or chance Nelson, have anyone else? Nelson, Nelson's the biggest confusion. Nelson Nelson could come on, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, for 20-25 minutes for Saka. Correct. Right, more than he does, right? He, he sits again, he, he gets on right at the yeah. end, or he doesn't play. Now, why wouldn't you give him 20, 25 minutes? But, 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 Lee, but, but why yeah. did he give him a four-year contract? That's beyond me. He's given yeah, a kid a four-year contract him. and he keeps him all out of the beginning well, of the The reason he does it is case Saka gets injured, right? That's just must be the yeah, only reason he's not playing him. Yeah, but that's destroying the player. You, you, you can't. It is, yeah. it's, he's got to. Get, he's got to have. A, he's got yeah, to have a chance. You have, have a sniff. You have to well, have a sniff well, for the team. Well, you've your own question, Rich. It, it, it might. It, maybe that's why we haven't signed no one because he feels that he doesn't need anyone. He's, he's happy. He's going to just carry on the way it is. It, it, my look. You asked that question. I think in the last pod that is his squad good enough to win the title. I'm just positive. I, I bloody hope so. But you know, mm. we haven't got that. We haven't got those options. We haven't got. We haven't got that unpredictability that we've mentioned. So no. it's going to be very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult. At the moment, the way I see it, now I'll be content with top four. <laughs> because it's it's the way it is. Yeah, I think Neil. I think the quadruple Neil from last season. You you was Neil the quadruple last year. Yeah. Now well, it's all Neil, four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> for me, the, yeah, the only the, the quad's only coming, way... it's gonna come one day in our lifetime, which I promise you. Well, the only okay. I think but, the, the only way the only way for me we're gonna put a string of, of games together against uh especially against some of the tough teams that we've got, 
it's really simple. We got to score first and early. Right? Oh yeah. We score yeah. Yeah, yeah. right now. That's a, that is a big if. If we can score early within first 15, 20 minutes in a lot of those games, the chances of them, then we come alive, don't we? We really come mm. into our own because teams have to come against us and we're great on the break, right? So, yeah, well, that's a big if. If we don't, like we haven't been, then we'll be getting to 70, 60, 70, 80 minutes without scoring, then, then, we're, then, then we're stuffed. If we get some early goals against Liverpool and um, some of the other games, then I think that, that that obviously changes, but that's a massive if, if the early goal but you haven't said that, and I agree. Us scoring first is vital in most of the games, anyway, yeah. because of the way teams play against us, and it forces yeah. them to come out a little bit more. But you know, when you look at last season, when the pressure was really on, we were tuning up at Liverpool early on, we were tuning up at West Ham early on, yeah, and we still managed to find ways to throw those games away. So I think a lot of it's to do with with the pressure situations that we're in. There's not quite as much pressure on right now in January no. and February. Then they will be in March and April. Oh, so we're stronger, hopefully... Rich. We are we are stronger. Interruption, sorry, mate. The, the, defensively, I think, but I've mentioned. I think we we do look really good. We look, we, we yeah, Saliva and Gabriel are, are bang on it. Obviously, uh, Zinni is a, is a bit of a liability, but overall, we we look pretty pretty solid at the back. And as long as Saliva and Gabriel stays fit, we lost Saliva last year, and it kind of all unravelled, didn't it? So if we keep those two fit, I think we're. Uh, we got half a chance, but Zinni is a worry. He is a massive worry because he'll do the same thing every game. He'll be on the ball, but he'll get caught out once. All it takes is once, like last night. Didn't win the header. He didn't even challenge today for that header. No, he didn't. No, I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, you can almost guarantee that if Zinni's on the pitch and we can see the goal, it'll probably be his fault somewhere along the line. Yeah, he, he either won't have made a challenge, he'll be out of position, he wouldn't have tracked back, or he, there'll be some reason why he's at fault. Pretty yeah. much every goal we can see when he's yeah, on yeah. the pitch, and last night, and straight afterwards, what happened? We can't tell you, it was Ben yeah. White, Ben White's having a go at him. And, and, and go at him, yeah. do, you know, do you know what? I like that, you know, people might he would have said, Why didn't you jump? Why didn't you jump? But I like that, <laughs> I, I don't, I yeah. like that between players. I, I, I'm again of the old school mentality, and in the, the day, I like the players having this, you know. Yeah. Because I think that improves you. I, I think that improves you. I remember. I remember yes. all the all the mm. players that played under Tony Adams were actually scared of the guy. I like mm. it. I'm, I'm not saying that's the way you, you rule with fear. Of course you don't. Yeah, but but I think it was more, maybe not fear. Maybe it was more respect. And they they mm. they wanted to always do their best for him. Do their best for their captain. And it's I think that's good. Now, yeah. Exactly. And I think I think that's good that Wyatt has gone out because I don't like all this too much nice nice stuff. I don't like it. It's great mm. to have Comrie out of it. Of course, you've got to have that as well. It's about a balance, the way they all mm. huddle at the start of a game or whatever, and they do things together. I love all of that. But at the same time, when you're on the pitch, I'm sorry to say this, lads, it's war. There's no niceness. Yeah. You have to be cutthroat, and it's war. And that yeah. even means if you are if you see one of your teammates doing something wrong and it could have been avoided, you tell them. Because Tony Adams used to. You yeah, tell but them. what happened at the end, though, Neil? Arteta's come onto the pitch. He's got mm. his arm around Zinchenko. He's got so his arm not... around Zinchenko, hasn't he? Do you know what well, I mean? Almost like to say, don't worry, mate. I've got your back. Don't worry about Ben White. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Do you know what I mean? Whereas what he should have done was he should have been doing exactly the same to Zinchenko as what Ben White had done. Yeah. But he, yeah. he he doesn't do that, does he? Arteta wants this happy place, this happy environment. He's got rid of all the players that he felt were disrupting that for whatever reason. He got rid of certain players because they had an opinion. Even just having an opinion was enough for him to get rid of them, regardless of how good a player they were. If they had an opinion and they were going to speak their mind, you can't have that. I can't have that. 
Everybody's got what I what I noticed last night, and actually, it really um, I don't know, it really deflated me. I heard Martin Erdegaard's interview after the game last night, right? And he's, a, he's an intelligent guy, you know, this that, and the other, but he's a captain of Arsenal, and his interview came across as very robotic and very similar to he could have been any player anywhere. He had no personality in his interview, and it, this has happened before. It's not just him, but it, particularly him because he's the captain. He's got no personality whatsoever. And when you look for it, most of our players haven't got any personality, Bark. have they? Bark. They're all no. they're all very dull. They're all very, and that's the way that they play football. And they're very dull people. And I don't think Arteta's got much of a personality. <laughs> if we're totally honest, really, you know, the only time he, he lets any emotion show is when we've lost. And he feels that everybody's against him. Then he shows a bit of emotion in the wrong way for me, not in a positive way. And then, I don't know, the players he's come across, I look at Ben White, he's the most boring person I've ever seen in my entire life. He'd, he'd take away his sunbeds and he's got nothing else to do. He's got nothing else to say. <laughs> oh, Rick, I don't care. I don't care. I, don't, I know what you're saying. I don't. I, I just want him to play football and be effective and... And, and win games and, and yeah, get it's all about personality though, Lee, Lee yeah. isn't it you know what I mean if, if, you're, if you've, if you've got Ideally, a personality yeah. and when you go and play football you're going to express that personality the greatest yeah. players ever have done that yeah, haven't all they all that personality but Rich yeah, you know what about sorry about Ben White with him having no personality this actually makes him have a personality those interviews are classic yeah. it's like they ask me a lot of questions he goes no do you want to play centre half or right back? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, think, oh, I don't know. I, you could say that's quite dry and quite funny, and maybe it is to a certain degree. But I don't know. You, you look through most of our players, and they haven't really got much personality. Their interviews are very dull. They're very boring. And Arteta's quite boring, I think, as well. He, he tries to be funny sometimes, and he, he doesn't really pull it off. And I don't know. The, the, the only player I like listening to interviews from generally is Declan Rice, and not because he's necessarily got a great. But I, I do think he has got a bit of a personality. But he's, he's, I don't know. I just like the way he comes across. He seems to be mm. very open and oh, that kind brilliant. of stuff. Which a lot brilliant. of them seem quite close. Yeah, Declan Rice is the one. He's the only one really. The rest of them, uh, I don't know. It's almost like they've been given a script. Like when they're playing football, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do. That. When they interviewed, you've got to say this, you've got to say that, you've got to say this. They can't be themselves. Why no, can't they but, be themselves? I want to see them. But, I want to see what. But Rich, really that's like. not just us, mate. That's not just us. That's not just that's across the whole of football now. You know, you look at the, the players that you know we talked yeah, about Gascoigne, yeah, Hudson, yeah. Tony Co. Yeah, really. Now I, mean, I don't know whether it's a generational thing, but it, maybe it's knocked out of them in these academies, right? Where as before with the Red Football Academy, personalities. You, Maybe, yeah, you, maybe you kind of had the reserves yeah. and the combination, and that was it. There was none of this, right? You're going to do it this way, and this is plans of play. You know. I don't want to carry Lee, that sport. You look at you look at I remember I'm 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 a big snooker fan, a big tennis fan. In the olden days, I'm sure you remember them. You had Ilya Nastasi, you had John McEnroe, you had Jimmy Connors, you had all those crazy yeah. personalities. Moved on, yeah, yeah. The, the, the only one that's probably a little bit different is that Australian one who's always he's, he's a bit of a nutcase. Oh, Nick yes, yeah. He's probably yeah. he's probably yeah. one of them. Yeah. But Brilliant. and I think yeah. and, and Snooker had all the personalities. You had Higgins and White and White. Kirk Stevens and Werbenick drinking twenty pints before he potted a ball, and you know all that, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Now we got and, Mark Selby, and, they, and this, and and you know what the common denominator was? It's money. Money has turned yeah. them all into robots. That's yeah, the thing. Maybe, maybe. Is it just that? Is it, I mean, yes, I think that's maybe played a part, but I don't know. You're right though. Every single sport had great personalities. Did even yeah. you know twenty, thirty years ago? Every not even just football. Dark, every sport. Even Oh, yeah. Darts, yeah, Eric Bristow, Eric. Jockey Wilson. Yeah. Look at it now, it's, yeah. 
That kid is brilliant, though. You've got to say that little kid is brilliant. Oh, my God. Sorry, sidetrack. Yeah, he he, he is good, (laughs) but, I mean, he's not exactly the most exciting character, is he? He's a good player. He's a a good player, which is fine, but he's not exactly the most engaging personality, is he? And I do think that's lacking in in sport now. Yeah, maybe it is money, maybe it is... Just the way society is maybe gone. Sport, it's almost like people sport in life, sport and life. I I, I find it, you know. You can't be yourself anymore, can you? You've got to, you've no. got to fit in with a structure in life. And maybe that's maybe that is true in the whole of life, yeah. you're right. And I think that is probably a, that is probably the case as to why maybe it isn't just football. We notice it because we watch a lot of football and we've watched football yeah. for years and we've seen the change. But yeah, maybe in society, society as well. Society, like, yeah. Everybody's scared. People are scared to um to be themselves, people are scared to say anything that might upset somebody else, or they're scared. Yeah. And and I think that it's the same in football, particularly yeah. at Arsenal. I think the players are scared to do anything; yeah. they're not allowed that the manager won't well, like. And well, it's like Rich, that in life, maybe right. Rich, like last week at work, right? I went, went lunch. I went to get a bit. Of, I'm definitely getting sidetracked now. I went to get a bit of soup, and there, just as I went to help myself, a woman came up next to me, and she went to to, to get the same part of soup, and I went. I, I, I said ladies first. And I thought, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm probably going to get fired. <laughs> Is she going to turn around and say, what do you mean? You know, we should all be even. So, so you, you, yeah, you should yeah, say, yeah, you're better yeah. off saying nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, but but yeah, but if you if you do say nothing, then basically you're just creating more of the same situation. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, nobody yeah. having any personality, and I think it takes people. And I mean, you know, I, I'm quite happy to say what I think because I think yeah. that's important. I was brought up like yeah. that. I was brought up yeah. to say what I think, and not to um, not to just sit in a corner and be quiet. If you no. feel something strongly enough, oh, yeah. stand up for what you believe in, and yeah. and and. People can't do that anymore because they're shut no. down or they say, well, you know, you've got like that when you look at the, the, the coverage of football on TV, you've got pundits now that they that they bring in that are there because they haven't got much personality and they're just going to be nice and gentle and kind to everybody. Yeah. And that mm. whereas, you know, Roy Keane still gets work, which is quite nice because he's not yeah. like that. He's the only one there, isn't he? But no, everyone's scared of him, that's why, because everyone's too scared to say anything to Roy Keane, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? There's very, very few people left. You're right, in life, you're right. And it is. it almost feels like a fear to me. People are frightened of losing their job. Yeah. They're frightened of you know, whatever it might be. And, and yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the way no. the world's got. And unfortunately, it's no. affected the thing that we love the most, which is football and yeah. Arsenal at this moment in time, which is what matters to us. And I don't like to see it, you know. I mean, John no. says there, uh, personality is um, irrespective. They're all well-trained professionals. Uh, that's what people want. Um, get Ivan Tony. In. Yeah, I mean, see, Ivan Tony's one. I, I knew he wasn't going to sign Ivan Tony. The simple fact that he is a bit of a character. Individual, yeah. Even individual, yeah, exactly. Arteta won't buy a player like that. Absolutely no chance. I would. He wouldn't care if he scored fifty goals a season. He still wouldn't buy it <laughs> because he doesn't fit in with what Arteta wants out of a player and out of a person. He's just got banned for eight months for gambling. There's no way Arteta's going to buy him. Absolutely no chance. And as much as we want to see a player like that as fans, we've got to understand yeah. that. Well, we've got his manager. We're not going to see that. We're not going to be excited about it very much. No. Well, we, we love we love Charlie Nicholas, don't we? He never really hit the heights, did he? Apart yeah. from about four, but we all still talk about him forty years. Did anybody later. care though, Lee? Nobody cared. No, I didn't, didn't care. I used to think Charlie Nicholas played, and I just wanted to see him no. play. I didn't care if he played well or not. I wasn't bothered. Yeah. If he scored well, a goal, it was a bonus. Could, yeah, I mean, his personality, as we've been talking about, was everything. But he'd do one good thing, maybe every two games. Yeah. You go, oh wow, did you see that? Did you see the way he swerved? 
that he'd done a body serve and sent the defender the wrong way. Do you remember, and that, he, do you remember, yeah. the, do you remember that first season when he hadn't scored at Highbury all season? And we played yeah. a game over Christmas, I think it was against Birmingham or Southampton or someone crap, and we got a penalty, right? And it was a crap game. We were drawing against Birmingham or someone, right? Terrible, terrible game. We got a penalty, and he stepped up to take it, right? And when he scored, it was like we'd won the Champions League. Everyone yeah, was going yeah. mental, right? And he scored a penalty at Highbury, his first ever yeah. goal at home. And it was just that, amazing. And it's amazing, like, yeah. It, the rest of it didn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It was like no. that's all you needed. Yeah, that's all they were all needed. crap. They were all crap games then, though, Rich, weren't they? <laughs> well, they were exactly. Most of them were. Yeah, but it it, you, you clung on to any little bit that you yeah. could, couldn't you? Any anything yeah. good that happened, you think, oh well, like that'll do. But seeing Chai yeah. Nicholas do, like you said, one little bit of mo one magic moment would be enough, and you went home thinking, yeah. well, that's why we're never going to win any cups or anything like that. But that doesn't matter. We've just seen Chai Nicholas nutmeg three yeah. players. That's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? We lost the yeah. game 4-0. It doesn't matter. We saw yeah. Charlie Nicholas do that. I'm happy now. Yeah. I'll go and happy. Yeah. Right. That's what it was like, isn't it? Yeah. And, I, and I've, I felt this quite a lot, right? And I've, I've said it before. For me, as great as um, 89 was, right, in a way, I wish it had never happened. I wish we'd never won anything that I'd seen because now I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care yeah. if we kept bottling things. It would be great. Look, it's brilliant. We've just beaten Crystal Palace 5-0. I'll be jumping about the, the sitting room because we've won a game 5-0. But because... Because I've seen us win, I've seen what it feels like. I felt that yeah. what it feels like to win big trophies, sometimes against all the odds as well, like Anfield, Copenhagen, things like this, right? And they were great moments, and I'd never want to really want to change them. But actually, it spoiled my enjoyment of football going forward because everything else is a disappointment unless yeah. that happens again. For me, yeah, and it's, it's well, totally we, changed me. Before, well, before, before, before eighty nine, rightly, and, and Neil, you'll probably feel the same, right? Before eighty nine. I never expected us to do anything. If we if we won if we won two or three games in a row, it was like, well, get the flags out. I'm going to have a party, you know, because that was all we had, that was all we had. I never yeah. expected us to do anything, and suddenly we started. George Graham come along, we started winning yeah. trophies, and I'm like, oh, actually, damn him, damn him, can win yeah. trophies. We yeah. can win trophies. And I want to do yeah. that again now. Can we do that again? Yeah. That was quite nice. Well, you know, the, the, the league never used to be an auction. It was always the cup. cup. We had we had we were decent cup side when we get to semi-finals in the early eighties. You know, Man United twice, but league yeah. was never. That wasn't even. There wasn't even a possibility of winning it. No chance. No. You know, we were all. I sick, never even cared. I never even cared. Never it even does raise your expectation. It does. Of course, it does. I mean, look yeah. at the league cup. When we won, we we stopped Rush's record. They always they always used to go on about. Oh, every time he yeah. scores, we win. And then of yeah. course we stopped that. And then you know we got to the final the next year, didn't we? In and yeah. we, we fluffed it, and we I was, I was I was so <laughs> upset because I thought, yeah. how can we lose to Luton? And we've yeah. just we're the champions. We should be holding on to that trophy. So I know what you mean. Yeah. It kind no, of you see the way down, Neil. That, that Luton game. Funnily enough, yes. Obviously, we were disappointed. Mm. I was disappointed after the game. But actually, when I thought about, it, I was like, well, you know what I mean? We, we're never going to win a trophy two seasons in a row. You know what I mean? No. We won one. We're not going to win it again. Come on. That, that was no. overly optimistic, really, to even <laughs> yeah. think that we might. But then yeah. the next year we won the league and it's like, that changed everything. It's like, yeah. well, we went to Anfield, we won 2-0, we won the league, we're champions. And once well, then, you've tasted that, well, it changes. It does change everything. And I think there's a generation well, of fans now. It worked now. for a while. Look, let's be honest. It worked for a while. Then two seasons after that, we went one game unbeaten and we won it again. And then we won, mm. you know, then we won the, 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 the first ever team to do the domestic double. And then we won yeah. the Cup Winners' Cup. So we, yeah. it was working for a while. You know, we, yeah, we were becoming a team. And I mean, at the time, you know, we, we were like the, supposed to be the team that finally someone's yeah. going to start challenging Liverpool. All that started coming out. It worked for a short while. And then, of course, then it, it all changed. And then, again, our expectations were raised in the, maybe another, to another yeah. level when Wenger joined. 
And then yeah. he started doing magic. He waved his magic yeah. wand and all sorts of lovely stuff started happening. But See, what, I get what you mean. Look, look, I, I'm not going to agree with that, Rich. I mean, for me, Anfield is the greatest moment of my life. As a yeah, player. oh, absolutely. I, I oh, cannot, I, you know, we've done the Invincibles. We've done amazing things. I've seen amazing football from some of the more modern players. I've seen all, and Burkamp, I absolutely adore what he was. I, I, you know, everyone, some, so a lot of people say Henri is their favourite, you know, in terms of footballing. I think it was Burkamp for me. My favourite player is Tony Adams, you know that. But in terms of pure football genius, for me, it's Burkamp. I, I, I just, Liam Brady was up there. You know, there are a few. It's mm. difficult to like pinpoint your favourites. Yeah. yeah. You know, even yeah. after having said all of that, I still always go back to Anfield. People say, what's your most, you know, favourite part of your football? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, eighty nine for me wins hands down. I never would say nothing. No, nothing. Neil, the rest of all of that stuff afterwards doesn't happen without eighty nine. No, no, you're right. No, no, you're right. Absolutely, because George Gray might not have lasted, and then he wouldn't have won a few more cups. And then because of that, we would have been down in the doldrums again. And then maybe David Dean may not have even looked at getting someone like Wenger in. You're right. You know, it's sometimes it's fine margins, isn't it? It's it's weird how. Sometimes is. fate is dealt and, you know, certain tiny little things can change so much going forward. But yeah. I, I, I think it's it, I think what you're trying to say is, Rich, is, is the expectation. You know, we did we did quite well last season. I was thinking we were going to win the league. So everyone's expecting it. You know, we're going to challenge again. Now, you know, if we carry on playing like this and we're struggling just to get past teams like Forest, which really we should be the amount of possession we've got, we should be smashing them to pieces, to be honest. And if we're scraping through and in, in fact, they could have actually equalised at the end. You know, we, we yeah, were lucky. We, we, they could have actually equalised. And that's yeah. the that's the worrying thing that, again, 2-0 mm. up and even 2-0 isn't enough against a team like Forest. And that, right. you know, we can't do that against Liverpool. We can't do right. that against City. We can't do that. It's certainly not in the Champions League. You know, we've had a good run in the Champions League so far. But, you know, when we start, if hopefully we do, you know, we, we progress. We're going to come across yeah. some very, well, very we difficult got, we got We've got Spurs, Man United and Man City away. Poor. Right. God. So, do you know what I mean? We're not gonna. No, no, exactly. I mean, do, do you not feel a little bit though, right? That um, I think we've now got, and it's not their fault, but we've got a whole generation of, of fans, a lot of fans now in numbers that have never seen Arsenal win a league title, that have never seen us really win anything other than the odd FA Cup, right? Yeah. And I, I feel as though what what needs to happen in a way is um, we need to win the league title, right? So that they can experience that for the first time, and then they won't settle for all this rubbish no. that we're watching now. They won't settle yeah. for that because it won't be good enough. Yeah, it won't be good enough. It's not good enough. Well, last season for me wasn't good enough because we ended up second, and that's because I know what it's like to be first, and yeah. you, as you guys do, right? And there's a whole generation of fans that don't know what it's like to be first, so they mm. think second is great. I hate yeah. second. Second is the worst place to finish. I'd rather finish fifth than finish second because second yeah. is a failure, right? And there's not this it's first or nowhere isn't it when you're in the when you're in a race to win something unless you come first you've lost right that's it you've lost we lost yeah. We're Ultimately, yeah, but you, you, do, you do you do enjoy the ride the ride was it was fantastic last year i did absolutely love it because i started to believe right i started to believe february when we beat man u yeah but it's still not uh, good enough I, at the end of the day though is it Lee? no at the end of the day it's not no 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 it's not not at the end of the day but the ride was fantastic bottom line is you get to the end of the season the you're picking up the the Premier League title, then you're thinking, well, you're left, with, you're left flat again, aren't you? You don't even get a medal for coming second in the Premier League. You don't even get a medal. At least you get a medal if you come second in a cup final. Do you know what I mean? At least you get a medal yeah. for that. I'm not saying you want that medal because you don't, no. but at least you get a medal. Do you know what I mean? We never got a medal. No, no. Our no. players, you get nothing for coming, you get nothing for coming <laughs> second. Nothing at all. No. And you, you shouldn't. 
You don't deserve to get anything for coming second. I agree. You don't. Because first is what matters. But, you know, John says there, um, no club has a divine right to win trophies. No, absolutely. No club has a divine right to win trophies. But when you've seen your club win trophies, it's kind of, that's what you want to see again. You don't expect it every season. Of course not. Nobody should expect it. But that's if you're in a position where you're close to winning a trophy, if you don't win that trophy, that's a massive dis- – for me, it's a massive disappointment. Yeah. If we, You know, if we're nowhere near it, you don't really think about it. I don't think about the FA Cup this year. We got knocked out of it. I don't think, oh, my God, you know, we should have won the FA Cup. Well, we got knocked out of it, so we didn't. We was nowhere near winning it. If you're in the semi-final, then I'm thinking we should win this now. We're in the semi-final. We should win it. We're top of the league in April. We should win the league now because we're Arsenal. We've done it before. We know how to do it. We've done it as a club. We've all we, we've experienced that, and I think that's why failure now is. It, I don't know. Before before '89, maybe before '87 when we won the League Cup. Before then, I didn't really care because I never expected us to do anything because I never mm. I never knew that we I never knew it was possible that we could. As soon as yeah. it became possible that we that we could do it, why can't we do it again? Yeah. Why can't we do it again? Why can't we win yeah. the league again? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do it again? Because you you know yeah. it's possible. Once once you've seen something's possible, there's nothing to stop you believing it can happen again. Yeah. And that's that's the problem that I've always had with it, really. Yeah. And while we were winning, yeah, like you said, Neil, after '89 and even well '87 onwards, but at what ten years, twenty years, we won a lot of trophies. So you carried on. You know, you might have the odd season you didn't win one. That's fine. Two seasons you didn't win one, but then we, we came won close one though. You see, the thing is, we were yeah. challenging as well. Yeah. And we, we won trophies. We picked up trophies on a regular basis, didn't we? For 20 mm. years, really, yeah. pretty regularly, consistently, we were we were winning trophies, winning trophies, winning trophies. And when you've experienced that, anything less than that is not going to be as it's not going to be as good, is it? It's I, not gonna, I have to admit, Rich. I have to admit, I know. thought last season was a failure because we were on top for what 80 percent of the season, 85 percent. I I was gutted. I was so I was adamant we were going to win it. I know, and I, and John is right. We, no one should have. There's no divine right. No one has divine right. I'm not. I wouldn't even consider myself as a trophy hunter. I've never been that kind of fan. I've always wanted to watch good and it's entertaining football. You guys summed it up perfectly. Talking about Charlie Nicholas earlier. Even if you just saw a nutmeg from him, and you'll be, you know, go out mm, and be. You know, I just want to see good football. But at the end of the day, if if we then are a team that is um, set up to actually go go near and maybe even grab a, a trophy. Of course, I'm not going to say no. I mean, in the day, we're all football fans. The, the mm. euphoria that comes, especially from winning the FA Cup for me, the euphoria that comes from that is second to none. That's that's why mm. that's why I'm I'm part of this mm. family, if you like. Mm. I love it. I love it. But I'm not saying there's any divine right. But last season no. for me was so it was gut wrenching for me. I thought, mm. what have we done? We've come this far. We played actually played some good stuff, and we've still not been able to capitalise. And you know, it, we didn't even have to beat City twice. We could have still lost them twice and still won it. We lost the stupid yeah. games and we lost stupid leads where we were in complete control. And that is... For me, it was Saliba, wasn't it? Saliba was yeah, the whole... Yeah, I agree. All, all unraveled when he got... Yeah. yeah basically, massive what part of it. What you've got to have, is you've got to have a better, a better backup yeah, than Rob Holden. Holden. He, had, he kept his faith in Rob Holden for years. We all knew Rob Holden was a liability, right? We all knew that. Yeah. And that's all he had as a backup. And then you're, everyone's yeah. blaming William Fleaver being injured. No, it's not William Fleaver being injured that cost yeah. us the league. It was that yeah, backup was crap as well. No, you're right. Absolutely. Well, that's it. If you were you, 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 you using a job and you never had somebody to, to cover for someone when they was on holiday, right? You'd, as yeah. a boss, you'd get blamed for that, wouldn't you? So, well, what do you mean, Richard? Of off for the next four weeks in uh, Spain. 
you must have a replacement. No, I've got I've got this bloke here. He ain't very good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's almost how ridiculous it is, and it, that yeah. and everyone's blaming Saliba, not blaming Saliba for being injured, but saying yeah. that was the reason. The reason was Saliba was injured, and yeah, yes, that obviously reason, played yeah. a part. But you've got to have a better backup than Rob Holding. I'm sorry, that's have, yeah. that's. You've got to have yeah. a better backup plan because yeah. players get injured as part of football. Everyone has injuries. Man City had injuries. They've had Kevin yeah. De Bruyne out most of the season. Yeah. Man City have, and they're still above us in the league. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, well, so you've got to have a backup. Yeah. Well, well, can yeah, we talk some happy stuff now? For we've been an hour and twenty. Can we? We won. We did win. There was something. What, the second goal was great. Come on, that was a good move. That no, was the, great. Second, the second goal Jesus, was great. Jesus' was... yeah. uh, assist to absolutely cut the defence to shreds was great. Mm. It was a good finish. It was from a great goal. So, come it on, let's, let's, goal, let's have some positives what, now, what, please. Were, for, were, forest, were forest poor or did we just have a lot of the ball? I can't make my mind up. So to stop them both. getting them any momentum, a bit of both maybe. It was it was both. I mean, Forest set out to stop us. No, from they scoring. set out not to have the ball, didn't they? They set yeah, up not yeah. to have the ball. That's how they played, yeah. I think. I wouldn't yeah, say they were normal, poor. You, you I think normally, they were good in what they you did. Get a bit, you normally get a bit more from them at home. They're normally much more of a threat, yeah, true. Aren't they? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They were exactly. powder puffs. They were powder puffs. Terry makes a good point there. He says, success breeds success. Arteta <laughs> breeds disappointment. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't really argue with that. I've got to be honest. I can't really argue with that, to be fair. John says, uh, George Graham gave his players belief. Does Arteta do that? I don't think he does, no. I think that the, the players are playing with too much fear. George Graham went to Anfield that night and it, the players have said, haven't they? He went there and said, we're going to win 2-0. That's what yeah. he said. He said I, before I, the game, yeah. if that doesn't give the players confidence, they, you know, they, I, they thought he was mad. Of course they yeah, did. Yeah, as he got but mad. That's what this, yeah. <laughs> having that confidence, though, you can imagine if we had to go, say, I, I know, if we have to go to Man City and we have to win 2-0 to win the league, right? You can imagine yeah. Arteta won't be saying, we're going to win 2-0 tonight, lads. He'll be saying, well, let's, let, you know, let's make sure we don't concede a goal. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's, let's, Make sure we stick to our plan. Let's make sure we stick to it. He wouldn't be saying we're going to win 2 0. We're going to, it's going to be 0 0 at half time. We'll score and then we'll get another go at the end, like George Graham yeah. did. Do you know what I mean? Because he yeah. knew, he, he gave the players a belief they would do that. In that yeah. documentary, when we went to Anfield, I kept saying to the players, Oh, well, when I played here as a player, we got beaten 4 0. We got oh, beaten 5 0. It's not that you give players belief, is it? Come on. Mm. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's what we're up against here. I'm saying it. Um, but anyway, we want to be. Why don't if we're going to be positive? Let's have a look. Let's have a look forward to Sunday because that's going to be fun. Is now, of course, the good news is we're not wearing that white kit this time, so that's a bonus, isn't it? So we've got a good chance before we start because we're in our normal kit right this time, rather than playing that stupid white one that we wore in the FA Cup against Liverpool. Um, uh, now, obviously, Liverpool are playing tonight, aren't they? Are, 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 oh, are they what's the score? Yeah. I don't know. Check. They're playing Chelsea, aren't yeah, they? Let, so let's, let me check. let's just have a quick look and see. Oh, okay. they're, they're winning 1-0. Oh, oh no. God. Which um, doesn't really surprise us, does it? Yeah, it's only 34 well. minutes played, though. Jota scored for them. So they are 1-0 up. So oh, the likelihood is then... Man City are 3-0 up, by the way, as well. No. Just in case. Oh, well, relentless. Um, against Burnley. <laughs> Them a free one up against. Oh, it's uh, all going horribly well, wrong so tonight. It's oh, not I'm been a good going. night so far. I was hoping really Chelsea. Wrong. I mean, there's still plenty of time to go. Liverpool, Chelsea. I'm being optimistic. Yes. I fancy them nicking a draw. Chelsea. They're a funny old team. They turn up, then you just don't know what kind of Chelsea you're going to get. You know. Well, hopefully, yeah. 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 I, 
no, I mean, you're sort of right, but now Liverpool are ahead, you do feel they're probably going to win that game. They don't often let From me saying, home. let's be positive after looking yeah, at Yeah, I'm trying to be positive, yeah. Well, yeah, those, those, those results wasn't great. But anyway, regardless of what Liverpool do, we've got an opportunity to gain three points on them on Sunday because we, we've yeah. got it in our own hands. We can, we're playing them and we've got a chance yeah. to beat them. Uh, yeah. We played well in the FA Cup. We know that. We were unlucky. We could have won that game. Yeah. We didn't take we our chances well. and got punished. Um, we played... Okay for spells at Anfield before Christmas. Went one nil up, got a draw, which wasn't a disaster. We played okay that day, I thought. Um, but we don't have a great record against Liverpool, really, do we? Overall, no. in recent years, they've beaten us in a lot of big games. Um, and when it comes when it comes down to the to the crunch of the matter we said before, when it matters, it really matters. Yeah. That's when Liverpool get results, don't they? Usually, and yeah. we that's where we struggled. But on Sunday, I, I don't know. I've kind of got a feeling that um, we may well turn up and, and really put in a performance on Sunday. I've just got this feeling that mm. it's it's almost like make or break. If we lose on Sunday, that'll be eight That's points. It. That's it. That'll yeah, be done. eight points. That will it's be over and done. Yeah. We can, you know, forget the title. We are then battling for the top four yeah. if we lose on Sunday. But if we win on Sunday, it's two back points back yeah. right back in it. And it's it's that yeah. important, isn't it? It's that important yeah. on Sunday. And and it's early enough in it's early enough in the season for me to think that we're not going to crumble under the pressure because it's still loads of games left afterwards. So I actually yeah. think we're going to go out on Sunday, and I think go I think it. we'll give it a good go. I think we'll you yeah. know we may well be a similar game to the FA Cup, but we'll hopefully be more clinical yeah. in front of goal. We'll, we'll take some chances, get him that first goal Sunday near. Well, that's going to be really yeah. important if we can get ourselves in front. We can, I think we can really go on and get a good result, a positive. But if we go one nil down. I fear it might be all over. Unfortunately, that's how cool, crucial this game is, isn't it? Really, like that. I, I'm I'm so glad you've actually said all this, Rich, because I was going to say pretty much the same thing. I think I think we didn't play badly in the FA Cup despite the kit. I think we actually could have won that three four oh, nil. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that we didn't take our chances was damning. So if we can take our chances, like you said, and what Lee combined with what Lee said earlier about getting an early goal, if we can just go in on the front foot, full intensity, yeah. just go for it. I think I think someone like Martinelli might grab an early goal, and if that's the case, and for for yeah. once hold on to the blooming lead, we could even go ten yeah. up and keep control, keep calm, and don't let the lead slip. I think mm. you're right. I think we could actually surprise a lot of people. And also, don't forget, lads, it's probably the last chance that we'll have to beat Klopp as a as a Liverpool manager as well. Yeah. So you know that would be you're nice to, to get a win over time. him at home. Yeah. His last last game of in charge at the Emirates as a Liverpool manager. I know who knows he might come back in the future. You never know with football, but as it stands at the moment, this is his final game. So you know it's every opportunity to take all of that and you know most most importantly do it for ourselves. Forget about who we're playing. Forget about the badge we're playing against. Forget about who we everything else. Just play your game. Take your chances and hopefully start off with high intensity and and mm. and grab that grab that early goal. And I think you're right. I think we yeah. could do it if if all that works. But if the, if we, if they take control and we're like playing a bit passively or we're not clinical in front of goal and they get the early lead, then yeah, it could be all over. Because at the moment, let's be honest, the momentum is with them, not with us. Mm. Yeah, we, oh, we might we we've won. But we're yeah, at we've home. Won the yeah, last we're two at games. Home. We've yeah. won the last two games. But I'm sorry, the momentum is with them. They're on a high, and I think all their players have also psychologically been, you know. Almost like happy to they've they've been it's it's increased the intensity has increased for them because they know it's Klopp's last season now it's his last few months so they want to win things for him you know they they they're in what still four competitions aren't they so they're going to try and win everything that they can and I 
I think that's given them a boost. So we've got to just come burst their balloon just for this one game. So we can do it, guys. Come on, we can do it. No, no, I, I, I think we can do it, absolutely. But, yeah, you're right. Momentum is more with Liverpool. They've just recently won at the Emirates as well in the Cup, as we said. So they've got that as well to kind of fall back on a little bit. You know, yes, we beat them at the Emirates last season in the league. That was a great game, wasn't it? And um, we can maybe take something from that. But, yeah... I think, yeah, although we've won our last two games, momentum is definitely with Liverpool. And yes, the players knew he was leaving in November, Klopp, because he, that's when he announced it to the, in a club. It's only now it's come oh, out. Oh, I didn't publicly. know that. Sorry, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, he, he announced it to the club in November, apparently. He said. Okay. Um, and obviously, for whatever reason, he's gone public with it now. It must have been planned. Oh, I don't I know, know that. What, what okay. the reason is, yeah. But, I don't think but he anyway, told the players, did he? I don't think he told the players. He told the board. Apparently, he only told the players last week. Oh, he didn't. Oh, did he? oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Board. He kept it quiet and he told the players, yeah, it was it was the board he told so they could start making oh. plans. But, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, we just don't know how the players are going to react, the Liverpool players. I mean, many not in Ferguson, they kind of fell, they fell apart, didn't they? Right? Back in, two, what was it, 2000, uh, was it 2002 when we won the double? Was it that? I think it was that year when he, he announced he was leaving and then they just fell, they fell off a cliff. Um, so, so who knows? But Neil, you might be right. They might go the opposite way. But it's just, we've got everything, to, everything to play for, aren't we? On on, on Sunday, I kind of think. Uh, I think it's more important for us. The game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, a, oh, yeah. a, a draw won't be the end of the world, but it, it's an opportunity just to just to, as I say, if we win this, three games running, get some momentum, and get two points away. But uh, yeah, a defeat would would be a would be a knockout blow, but let's be positive. Hey? There's no reason why we're good enough. We're at home, got the fans. Let's uh, go for it and be positive. And uh, hopefully, Arteta just lets the lets them go. I want the fans to be noisier as well, Lee. You, you know, we both noticed it that this yeah, season quiet. we haven't been as quite uh, noisy. We we need to be massively united and so loud, deafening yeah. loud. Because that's yeah. what we get when we go to Anfield. So why can't we return the favour? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I think people expect we're expecting the same as last year, and it's not happened. Mm-hmm. So the expectation has just made people just sit there and go, "Well, come on, do what you did last year, make it happen again." And it's just not happening. Yeah. So and un- they've gone. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think you're right. I think Havertz is going to be playing, not Emerson Smith Rowe. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he makes think- good runs. That's how I'm told. He makes good runs. So that's all right. He's always yeah. available. So there we go. Hmm. Okay. He's, he's, he's always available. He's, he's always just... available. Yeah. That's that's what'll be on his on his headstone, won't it? When we sell him, he was always available. He was available. Um, I keep saying, "What am I missing?" But go look at the runs he's making. He's always available. He, he runs into space. I'm like, okay, all right then. Brilliant. Anyway, three one, three one. Martinelli scored the first goal. You heard it. Here. You're going three yeah. one. Right? Well, three yeah. one would be fantastic. What would you yeah, recommend, Lee? Do you think we'll win? Well, well, speaking as I've got the last prediction, bang on the money, didn't I? If you remember that, two. Not that I it remember. Is. Two one. I said. Uh, I think yeah. Neil said uh, two one with uh, my heart. The heart. Yeah, two, heart one, one, one my head. head. So, uh, so drum roll. I'll go for. Uh, I'll go for two one again. <laughs> Boom. Well, why two not? Why not go for two? Why not? Two, two, and why not? Two, two one. one. Two one. Well, two why one. not? Two, two one sounds good. Uh, John says there. Uh, Rob Holding had Harlan in his pocket. Wasn't that a game that we lost four <laughs> one though? <laughs> Did we still pocket, lose yeah. that game four one? So I, I don't it, think that really. Matters. He got his hand caught in his pocket. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it was. They're trying to nick his wallet, probably. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Four hundred grand um, a week. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, four. It is going to be. It is a. It's probably so far our biggest game of the season, isn't it? Because yeah. if 
as you said, if we lose eight points, is Done. too much. Too much. Done. Yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, we're not pulling eight points back on Liverpool. That's just yeah. not happening, is it? So we can't yeah. afford to lose a draw. If it, yeah, it's still five points, which is still a gap, yeah. but it's still within reach, isn't it? I suppose it's yeah. tantalizing. It's still there, isn't it? If it's five yeah. points, you think that's not too bad. We no. can pull five points back, but exactly. And, and Rich, we, we ain't got a bad run of fixtures. So the end of March, right? We got a lot. Dare I say it? <laughs> winnable games, right? I was choking on that. We ain't got City to the end of March, right? And then after that, we got Spurs and Man U. But up to the end of March, we got West Ham, we got Burnley. So win on Sunday, and then the, the targets there, and it, it knocks some of these. I know we got Champions League, but we've got three or three or four other league games potentially. Get right back in it, and then the crunch is going to come in it in uh, end of March, City away. Yeah. But let's just just win our games. That's the pressure. Is that's whoever we, whoever you play in in March and April, especially towards the end of March into April. That's mm. whoever you're playing is more pressure on you if, if you're challenging for stuff because yeah. every single game you can't afford to drop silly points because yeah. we saw last season it happens all the time. You've got to yeah. that's when you've got to win your games. You know, yeah. you've got to you've got to win those games then, and that's when the pressure's on. Yeah. And it's much more difficult. Whoever yeah. you're playing, whether you're playing Burnley, Sheffield United, yeah, or whether absolutely. you're playing Man City or Liverpool, but the, the one, pressure is so high. Every one more game. We've got more experience. So at least that's a positive, right? We've gone through it. So maybe, just maybe, we'll be more ready for it this time and less phased, oh, right, in some of them games. You would hope, right? So we don't let a 2-0 slip like we did away at Liverpool or West Ham where we, we did crumble. But we've only, Lee, we've only got the experience of not winning it. We don't have the experience of being able to overcome that adversity. All we've got experience of is falling yeah. to bits when the pressure's yeah. on, two seasons in a row. But that has to change. You'd think at some point that 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 has to change. Otherwise, we've we've clearly got the wrong bunch of players. What changes so, it though? What 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 changes it? I, I think it's like anything in life. It's experience. I don't know about you, Rich. If you go through something, can you think, oh shit, I didn't handle that right, or I've had a job interview, I should have done this, I should have done that. Hopefully, next time, you address where you went wrong and you're better. So, so that's the hope. I'm not saying it will happen, but I say that. That's the hope, right? You've been for it once. You're not so scared. It's not. It's not so daunting, is it? That, that's the hope. And they're all a year older, right? So, so I'm that, that, I'm sticking to that. That's my uh, that's my hope, and I'm uh, I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> come on, Lee. I'm glad you come on. Yeah, good vibes. <laughs> uh, do you want the good news or the bad news? Well, the semi Liverpool news bad news. two 0 Yeah, they're two 0 But Brentford have got one back. Yeah. It makes sense why we didn't buy him, doesn't it? He scored two in two since he's come back from his ban. Of yeah. course we weren't going to buy him. He's a goal scorer. What on earth would we buy him for? It makes yeah. no sense. Of course he wasn't. Because football isn't yeah. about scoring goals, Rich. That's no. why. No shots on target for 45 minutes. That's what football's yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, what, that's, what, that's what Pep invented. That's what he invented, yeah. didn't he? That he's invented that style of football. And yeah. unfortunately, we're now lumbered with the same style of football that is quite yeah. uh, frustrating yeah. to watch at times. But anyway, if we end up winning something big at the end of it all, then it won't matter, will it? You know, we, we had to suffer yeah. some really, really poor football under George Graham at times. And we still ended up winning a few trophies. So you yeah. kind of don't really mind it. To what I don't like is watching football I don't enjoy and ending up losing. <laughs> because yeah. then it's like, yeah. where, where yeah. was it's the fun in that, really? <laughs> yeah, where, where, where was the fun in that? John says, yeah, let's give Klopp a good send-off. 2-0 will do. Yeah, 2-0 will yeah. be very nice. We will like take it. a 2-0. Yeah. 
Uh, Terry says, well said, Lee. Uh, we'll be able to handle disappointment much easier. <laughs> well, yeah, I think from a, from a fan's point of view, Brilliant. we might well be able to handle it a little bit better this season because we've experienced it last year. So maybe maybe you're right. I'm not sure whether oh, yeah, the player or the manager would uh, deal with that disappointment any better. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, actually, to see. Because I, I, I'd like I'd like to hope that you're right, Lee. And, and you're, you're right in certain aspects that in, in your life. When you, when you go through a difficult time, you... Try yeah. don't you, as an individual to pick out the the, the reasons yeah. of well, okay, if I'm in that position again, I, if I do this on that yeah. differently, I might yeah. get a different result. Yeah. But unfortunately, we've got our tech as a manager who does the same things all the time, regardless of whether it works or not. So my worry is he'll be in the same situation and he'll do exactly the same as he did last year because he yeah. believes, despite evidence to the contrary, that it's going to work. Mm. He does yeah. every week with my, the way that we play. My, well, maybe they'll do that in spite. Maybe that we'll win it in spite of him then. If that's if that's what you think, maybe they'll uh, they'll just they'll just do it anyway. Because surely you're in football to win trophies, right? So you would well, hope players would, would would find it within themselves. But you see, this 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 see. is one of the this is one of the problems, isn't it? Because Mikel Arteta's knocked all the personality out of the squad. It's not like you're going to have a little group of players that are going to go away and say, you know what? If we want to win this league, ignore what he says. Let's play out. Let's play how we want to play. Express ourselves on the pitch, right? Yeah. But the players won't do that because they've got they haven't got that about them. None of them have because he's got rid of all the players that had that about them. He's got yeah. rid of them all because he doesn't want players like that in the dressing room. And sometimes you need that, don't you? Do you remember yeah, what Arsenal team was it? Was it was it? I think it was the Arsenal Wenger team when we won our first double halfway through the season. We were in sixth place and we were losing games and losing games. We got beaten at home to Blackburn, right? And the players went out yeah. that night without the manager. They had a meeting between themselves and said, "What is going on here?" We're a better team than this. Mm. We should be doing better, right? Wenger yeah. wasn't involved. And after that, we went on an unbeaten run of about 25 yeah. games and won the double. December. Right? The, players that was, that was, that. Yeah. the players did that. That was nothing to do with Wenger. That was the wow. players. Got I don't remember right. that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah before, just before Christmas. Just before, before Christmas. Christmas we lost I, remember the bad and... I remember the bad run. I remember losing to Blackburn. I thought, God, here we go. Yeah. We, there was always a nine November. We had a bad November, didn't we? It was all the Black yeah. November because we always had a bad... Yeah. Bad yeah. member, but I don't remember the players actually just went without him and sorted yeah, it out. Had a, Crazy. The players got together because I think we there was obviously a break up for, for coming out to Christmas and that, and the players got got together over that period of time. Wow! And they basically thrashed it out between them. There were certain players in the team wasn't getting on with each other, and this that and the other, right? And oh, right. they had it out with each other. And they knew what they needed to do because they had a, they, they were a group of winners. Tony Adams, people like that, you know, winners that we had in that team. Yeah. Dennis Bergkamp, you know, actual proper winners, right? They knew what was needed. And Arsene Wenger didn't have to do anything. He wasn't even there. They but sorted the, it out between themselves. Then we went on a run after that and we won the double. And that was but the thing sometimes is, what you need. But, but the thing is, Rich, you see, you've summed it up there again. That team had personalities to make that decision to do that. That's what I mean. That's what there's I mean, no yeah. way that yeah. there's any of our players, current players, as much as I like some of them and even love some of them, none of them are going to do that. No, then, do you not. think they're going to say, come on, lads, things are not working. We need a new system. We need to have a plan B or a C. Then I'm going to go, right, but when we can't involve the gaffer. We can't involve the gaffer. We're going to have our own meeting. It ain't going to happen, is it, in a million years? Of course it's not. And imagine, and imagine if it did happen, right? And Arteta gets wind of it. They'd all be scared. They're gonna, he's gonna sell them, and he probably would. He'd probably get rid of them all because he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't want that to happen, would he? And to me, that would actually be a positive. It's a positive that the players are willing to take that responsibility on themselves and say, you know what, we we want to win something here, and we're gonna do whatever it takes to to achieve that. And if it means maybe um, not so much going against what the manager wants, because that's not necessarily what you need to do, but. Um, coming together and making sure that you don't 
throw it away again. And that, you know, I think the players need to do that. But I, you can't see them do it. Look, look at our captain, Martin Odegaard. He's not going to do that, is he? But this He's is what I was about to say. This is what I'm saying. All of that also ties in with having a strong captain. I've always been one for saying that we have never really replaced Adams or Vieira, I think, as well. Vieira was a strong captain. We we've, we need a strong captain to lead that kind of offensive, if, if, it, if that's the correct word. To make try and you know mm. because end of the day it's like, it's down to the captain on the pitch. Yeah, the, the manager can still give you some strategic and tactical instructions from the sidelines and his technical area. But end of the day, if you have a strong captain on the pitch, that I I if, in in my opinion, if I was a football player and something some things are not going right on the pitch, to me because he's closer to me, and I and if I respected him. The first person I'm looking at is my captain, not the manager. He's not playing. My captain's the mm. one that's playing with me. And yeah. I'll be looking at the captain and yeah. saying, what do we do? And, and or, what can we do? Or what? And, you know, if it needs the captain to have a go at me or whatever it is, do this correctly. That's so important. And if you haven't got a captain, I don't think we've ever replaced Adam Stroke Vieira. Never. We've never had it. You know, we had Henri as captain. I've never liked strikers as captain, by the way. I've always preferred no, no. players further back. Um, and then you know we had Fabregas for a while. I'm sorry, no, you know then then it was like potluck, wasn't it? And then some people were saying, yeah, but we've got leaders all over the pitch. What the hell does that even mean? We've got leaders all over the pitch. You still need and a we... focal point. We, no, no, but that's what some people were saying. And I was yeah, like, no, it's not that. about leaders all over the pitch. You still need a focal designated captain that's actually a captain even off the pitch as well as on. It's not yeah, just about because was, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that in documentary with Tony Adams. You know they had the Premier's greatest. Uh, players, I think they did one with Adams. It's a half an hour thing on Sky, and he said, "He said, I'm sorry, but during the season, I I, I wasn't allowing my players to do my my troops. He called them his troops. I wasn't allowing them to do anything. They, I was making sure that they were fully focused on the game from from August to May. All they kept, all they were thinking about, eat, drink, and sleep. It was winning the league. It's all it was. After May, they could do what they wanted. Couldn't care less. He said." He said, but up to the, because I was their captain, I was the, that's how I was commandeering my troops. And that's, yes. I know that sounds a bit extreme, but I'm sorry, but that's if that's what it takes to make winners rich, or that takes or that takes to make at least a challenge, then so be it. Mm. Because end of the day, fans around the now, now especially now, all around the world invest a lot of time and pay good money to watch you lot. So sorry, we want something back. And if that no, means absolutely, and I think that's the way. It's, I don't know what's happened to Lee, by the way, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just, camera's I just, gone. Oh right, I, I just feel that's the way. Well, anyway, what am I? What do I know? No, really? no, you're absolutely right. I, I remember you talk about Tony Adams. I remember that. I think it might have been the summer when Bruce Rioch took over potentially, and I remember he was interviewed in pre-season. And I'm sure it was that year. And he was sort of, it was sort of put to him that, you know, there's been a change of manager. Uh, the, the club's going to be going through maybe a transitional season. And Tony Adams says, I don't do transitional seasons. It's mm. another season where we're going to be the best that we can be. Transitional yes, I remember that one. And it's like that summed up his whole attitude and why he was one of the greatest ever captains that there's ever oh, been. 100%, and, 100%. And, even someone who had half that much character about him now would be a bonus. Yeah. Half as much as that. A quarter of that would do, really, in this day and age, probably. And at the minute, we've got nowhere near any of it. You know what I mean? And and this is this is what frustrates me, actually. This is what frustrates me, you know. We can play lovely, pretty football. We can pass the ball around, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've got some nice players that look 
pleasing on the eye because of the way that they play the game. But ultimately, they're not winners. They're not winners. If Declan Rice, to me, is the only winner, we actual winner that we've got. William Saliba's got a little bit of that, but I still think he's quite immature in his attitude off the pitch, actually. I, I think he's quite an immature character. He, he looks like a leader on the pitch when he's playing, but I'm not sure if he is off the pitch so much. Declan Rice, to me, is... He's, he's, a, he's not a Tony got. Adams leader, yeah, but he's, he's the, the nearest he's got, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he should be captain. He and should be captain, that, yeah. There's no question about that. And it's almost it's almost a bad management decision not to make him captain, oh. I think. Well, you know, well, he doesn't want to upset Odegaard, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but look at last night, right? He took he took Odegaard off last night. He takes him off quite a lot. He, I'm sure, I, I don't know what the stats are, but I'm pretty sure Odegaard is a captain that substituted most the most. Most subs captain, I think, yeah. He you must be. because he's captain, Rich. You can't... A captain. And who stays on? Declan Rice stays on every game, 90 minutes, yeah, every single game. Yeah. So why is he not your captain? You never know. take him off. You pick him every week. Why is he not your captain? Why is he not? <laughs> I want to know. Really I want him to come I, out and I, say I, why I Declan tend to agree with that. I think Declan Rice should be captain, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, and think, I, think, and I think he'll make a great captain. And I think he will take that he role would. so well. He's a natural leader. You can see it he in him. He's, he, an, he's, got... he's a natural leader. And when he talks about Arsenal, when he talks about the team, you can see he's got that Tony Adams vibe in that Absolutely. sense. He knows how much it means to him. And yeah. He knows how much it means to play for Arsenal. He knows how much it means to. He would know how much it means to be captain of Arsenal. He would. He would absolutely rise to that. There's no doubt in my you mind. You saw the footage yeah. when he was signed and he was being taken around the stadium. You must have seen yeah. it. Did you see yeah. the the absolute joy? In his face, yeah. just walking around. Oh my God, look at yeah. that! And you could see that it meant something to him. Now I know, and I don't want to be overcritical about other players. You know, even overseas players coming and you know, they, they always they do the spill. Yeah, we're really happy. You know, I've always looked at coming to Arsenal. Yeah. I want to play for. Yeah, I, don't I think it's it's, it's it, you know they're getting paid three hundred thousand a week. Of course, you know they're going to talk whatever you want them to say. Of course, they are. Yeah, With yeah, Declan yeah, Rice, you could tell. You could you could feel it. Feed off it. That how it how much it meant. It's almost like. You know, Palace, uh, Ian Wright done really well at Palace, but as soon as he came to Arsenal, it was like his eyes lit up. It's like, yeah, I love Palace. What everything yeah. they've done for me, I'll always, you know, they're holding dear to my heart. Same with Declan Rice and West Ham. But they've come to Arsenal, it's like, oh my God, look where I am. I can't believe I'm playing for Arsenal. That's the kind of players you want. And if they're going to be like that and they've got leadership qualities, for me, it's a given that surely... He's a natural leader. He doesn't even have to work at it. He just, he's just, it just yeah. is. He's just the way it is. You know, he's the one that does a lot of the interviews post and pre-match. So why don't yeah, you just yeah, give yeah. the blooming captain's band to him? If you're going to hurt Odegaard's feelings for a few, what? Well, he's got to grow out, grow up, and get over it. Do you know what I mean? End of yeah. the day, he's getting paid Absolutely. a good wage to do his job. So I, I, Odegaard. Sorry, I might be thinking he might be coming across. I, I actually really do like Odegaard, but I still do not think he is captain's quality. You know, he hasn't got that makeup to be a captain for me. He does. No. His, his leadership is more. You know, I, I suppose uh, he, he 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 does his leadership from the way he plays, maybe, and shows. You know, sometimes he does some great stuff and whatnot. But for me, being a leader is also the vocals, and I think. You know, you see Odegaard do that with his hands, you know, try and get the fans going and all of this stuff. But, you know, end of the day, it's more than just that. It's more than just that. That's just a gesture. That doesn't mean anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Declan Rice will actually become an even better player. He's done so much for us already in this short space of time. I think if he was given that captain's responsibility, number one, he'll be so chuffed with it. 
And I think he will take it with a plum, to be honest. He did it with yeah. West Ham. You know, he can give it to Declan. It, it won't happen, but that's what I think anyway. No, no, but, I, I agree. And and I think you're right what you said about, you know, there was a lot of people saying that, um, you know, Man City were after Declan Rice, and I'm sure they were, and I'm sure they maybe approached him. But I don't think that, you know, regardless of the chances of winning trophies or not, Declan Rice wanted to come to Arsenal. Agreed. He wanted to play for Arsenal because it's Arsenal. And right. growing up in London, you know, playing for Chelsea as a kid, then joining West Ham as a kid, yeah. you know, he wanted to play for Arsenal, regardless of anything 100%. else. And you could see that when he when he signed. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I'm not saying he turned necessarily turned Man City down. We don't know if they actually made an offer or a bid or not, whether West Ham yeah. accepted or not. But regardless of all of that, I, he wanted to play for Arsenal. And I don't think he would have gone Man City anyway, actually. I think he would have. as soon as Arsenal he wanted to come to Arsenal. That was it. Yeah. It was. That was. He's a London boy, anyway. At the end of the day, he's a London yeah. boy. Yeah, and I, and I and I think that there's a lot of reasons why. But Arsenal was his, was the team he went. He, he was always went to play. When you, yeah, you're right. And that in, when he was when he first joined, you could see how see excited he was. This is like it was almost like he felt this is a pinnacle of my career playing for this club. Do you know what I mean? And it's no 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 foreign player will probably understand that. Because no, I don't they think they maybe would. Don't get, no, Rich, they don't. I'll tell you what he reminded. He reminded me of us. As fans, I think that's yeah, how I'd be. Yeah, if I was any yeah. good at football and I'm all of a sudden, you know, Arsenal sign me and they show me out there, I'd be yeah. like, I can't, is this really happening? And that's what yeah. I got from him. That's what yeah, I was I feeling did, from yeah. him, that he was almost like in disbelief. Even the changing rooms, even when he walked in the changing rooms, I was like, oh my yeah. God. You know, yeah. that's what you yeah. love. I love that. I absolutely love that. I was like that when I did the stadium tour, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to say, look, Again, I'm just an old-fashioned, miserable git. I Highbury for me will always be home. I loved Highbury, yeah. No matter how maybe some areas it was rickety and whatever else, and it was getting a little bit old and tired, but still for me, Highbury will always be Arsenal. That that is how it is. But I have to say, when I first went and did the stadium tour, I was lucky enough to do two. One with um uh, uh, uh our former captain, why is it uh Scotty Sampson? So I was lucky enough to do one with oh, him, brilliant. and then one I was done yeah. that I just did by virtue of a weird thing with work. Actually, it was where um we were one of our clients was holding uh, the conference at the Emirates when it was brand new. So I got to mm -hmm. I, I I went along, I said, Oh, it's for work purposes. My boss goes, Yeah, really, you're just going, music <laughs> awesome, isn't it? And I, I said, All right, all right, I'll be honest, I am. And they said, all right, you can go. So I just went and I got managed to get working that day. And then we did the tour afterwards. But it was the one without a legend, of course. But we still did the tour. Yeah. And I was actually with, um, what was the former, uh, uh, what's her name? The one that used to be uh, Fatima Whitbread's rival, Tessa Sanderson, is it Tessa? Oh, Tessa Sanderson, yeah. yeah, she was there. Yeah. She, was, she, was, she was working actively with Newham Council. It was, it was to do with the Olympics, the 2012 Olympics. It was all the pre-planning for that. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah. and uh, so she was there, and so I, you know, I was walking around with her and talking to her, and we got pictures. So it was quite nice. And but more than that, it was actually being in the stadium and looking at the the, the lockers, the shower rooms, you know, where the players got the, yeah. where you know you have the you know you have the press conferences. And I was like, yeah. as much as I love hybrid, this is something else. So I can imagine what Declan Rice, you know, he, yeah. end of the day, yeah. he, he's, he's he's a player doing his job. He might just see it as. Well, it's my office, isn't it? That's how you see it. It's your job, right? But he wasn't hmm. looking. He, that didn't come across to me. It came across no. as exactly how we, you and I would have reacted, even yeah. just as fans. And yeah. I think that's why I think he he he's one of the exceptions in that team. And I I I really truly believe he's got to be captain. 
I, I, it's got to happen. I think. And, I, and I think that, I know, you know, people say, oh, the captain's not as important as it used to be, this and the other, but I actually think that it could is. make a massive difference in when it come, when when the going gets tough and he is more, he is going to be more of a leader to lead his men through the battlefield Correct. of difficult times than Martin Erdogan is. And that's, that's a fact. I, I, you know, I don't think there's an argument to be had against that. So, yeah, I think maybe next season we'll see. But, yeah, it's a tough decision to take the captaincy off somebody. You know, in, if you look at in Arsenal's history, I mean, obviously, William Gallas had it taken off him, but there were circumstances as to why that happened. Um, it wasn't just a random decision because he wanted someone else to be captain. It was that there was stuff had gone on. But other than that, you know, there's not too many. I can't remember a player being stripped of an Arsenal captaincy just Shaka? randomly Shaka to be captain? given to somebody else. Was Shaka captain? Shaka. Well, was yeah, Shaka was captain. Yeah, he, he was. I he don't was know if he was the permanent captain, but he was certainly, he was he captained the team a few times. He led the team right. out a few times. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, again, that was an incident that happened, wasn't it? And that yeah. was why that it wasn't just taken off him, oh, I'm going to no. give it to someone else now. And I, can't, I don't think that's ever happened. That not, I couldn't remember. I know, I think it was David O'Leary stepped down as captain because he he didn't like the responsibility of it. Yeah. And he handed it over, I think, to Graham Ricks and stuff. But I, I can't remember a manager saying, look, I'm going to change captain, not because mm. you've done anything wrong particularly, but just because this guy is, is the better better captain. Better Absolutely. Yeah, and I've never seen that happen before. So it would be quite unusual, and it yeah. would be a, it, it's a big, you know, it would be it'd be brave of Arteta to do that. Actually, it would be mm. because it, it's a it's the right decision. I think most of us would agree, but it's a big it's a big decision to make. I'm not sure if he's up to that. I'm not yeah. sure if Mikel Arteta has got the character to do that. I don't think it'll it happen. Well, it won't happen this season anyway. It'd be nice but... if it did, and it needs to happen. But but let's see. I mean, maybe if Erdogan gets an injury and, and Declan Rice it becomes captain by default, in a sense, and maybe if Martin Erdogan was out for a while and Rice was captain, it may be maybe, maybe. a time to think, you know what, now's the time to maybe make that move permanent. Yeah. I don't want Martin Erdogan to be injured, of course, but mm. maybe that's the only way it would happen, I don't know. Because it is it is unusual for someone to just be have yeah. the captain taken off. Usually, if that happens, that player ends up leaving the club because they feel they've been undermined. And maybe that's what's going to Maybe I'll take a field, but I can't do that to him because he he's going to feel like that and want to leave. And then, yeah. you know, he's lost a good player. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough uh, one. Anyway. Terry says, Rice came here because he thought he was going to win things. Oh, here we go. Stops after that. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Terry says, he made 35 captain for Ukraine's day. Well, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he made, he made, um, he did give uh, um, Zinchenko captaincy, didn't he, that day? Oh, that's right. Good. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, but yeah, anyway, but that, that was just a one off, <laughs> not a per permanent captain. We did but... do it once before, it was a bit faster. Do you remember when it was uh, Theo's 10th anniversary and he was given the captain's armband for that? Game? Was. Yeah, that was for one game as well. Yeah, yeah. that was for yeah, one yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, I kind of didn't mind that though, really. I didn't really mind that because you know, Theo was Theo, really. I quite like him. I like, I, um, you know what? I do, what do you think? I love him as a pundit, he's always having a dig at Spurs. Have you noticed? Yeah, I don't I know like, if you watched I, him. I, I've I always liked Theo Walcott. I've always right. liked, I, I like him as a player, and he's 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 got a bit of personality. He always did have, didn't yeah, he? On exactly. the pitch, he had a bit of personality, and you know, you know, we did that two 0 when he was going that up into that play against. Now, uh, That's iconic. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's, he's got personality for you, and I've always liked him. He, he he should be a pundit a lot more than he is actually. Oh, he 100%. should be. He's very good. He should be a full time pundit ahead of people yeah. like Jamie Carragher and people like that. He should be doing that job because he's I brilliant. Agree. But anyway, that that's. That's out of our hands, really. But I know. So anyway, Sunday we're going to win, aren't we? Of course we are. We are. 
we are going to win. We're all confident we're going to win, um, which is good, uh, despite the fact that we bought no one in January. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to because the transfer window shuts in about an hour and a half and uh, no one's come in yet and they're probably not going to either. So we'd have to accept that fact. But anyway. Um, You've not heard about really... the Mbappé. You've not heard about the Mbappé rumour. We're getting him on the 11th hour. Oh, yeah, OK. No, to be fair, we, we, we have signed players at the last minute. Two million a week. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we have signed some players on the on deadline day before, haven't we? Aubameyang yeah. signed on deadline day, didn't he, a few yeah. years ago? Ozil as well was the 11th hour, wasn't it? Ozil was last minute. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was in. That was in. And I think our shadowing was as well, wasn't he, on, in the January window yes. last yeah, minute yeah, job. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's hope yet then. Maybe we've still got hope in the next <laughs> hour. I'm not... I'm not kind of expecting us to to do anything and there you go it's just what it is isn't it but it's a big game Sunday let's look forward to it um, of course I'll be here for that as well it's actually going to be a big weekend here because um uh, or Friday we've got the Arsenal women's show so join us for that at 7.30 that's going to be good and then Sunday there's two watch-alongs to do because the women play at half 12 the men play at half 4 so I'll, I'll get two hours in between to have a you know, to have a cup of tea and a, a lie down and stuff. So uh, I'm going to be busy Sunday, but it's going to be good. So please join me for all that. Thanks for watching tonight. Uh, thanks for all your comments. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to Neil, of course, for on being on. As thanks, always. always. Great. Um, and, and Lee as well, who's disappeared off the earth. Hopefully he's okay. I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's having a few internet issues. He went off a couple of times there. But um, we'll be back. Oh, what, 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 what should we do next week? Because obviously Liverpool game's on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Um, what What? I don't know, maybe Monday would be probably be pretty good, wouldn't it? Maybe. We'll have, we'll have a chat on Friday to see what works. Yeah, we'll have we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll try and get it sorted. So it'll either be Monday next week or we'll be one night next week. I don't think there's any midweek games, is there, next week? So uh, we shall see. Oh, everyone's going, going off tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll sort that in a week. But yeah, join us, obviously, Friday for the women's show. And then, of course, Sunday, two watch-alongs. It's going to be good fun. And hopefully be two Arsenal wins, particularly under the, the late game on Sunday. We need to win, don't we? So let's do it. Um, enjoy the rest of your well, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and we'll see you Friday. Come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. See you later, guys.